Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? San Francisco, Montreal, Buffalo, New York, Philly, Portland, Oregon, Boston, Mass., and Bloomington, Indiana, amongst others, have been announced. If you'd like to come see me do stand-up live in one of those cities, I'm also going to be at the Bumbershoot uh, Festival in uh, Seattle. That's also coming up. So go to PeteHolmes.com for uh, links to all the tickets and all all that, more info and whatnot. Uh, George Basil, wonderful comedian, just a, a hilarious improviser and actor. You may know him as Wolverine in the X-Men uh, videos we did for the Pete Holmes show. Such a great guy. Had such a fun time talking with him. I hope you enjoy it. Let's, uh, oh, I have to find the ad. It's Squarespace, which I know is the all-in-one. Here it is. Here it is. I don't want to get it wrong. It's the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website, blog, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, new designs, and more support. They have beautiful designs to start with and tons of style options you can adjust so you can really create your own space online. Squarespace takes care of hosting, SEO, and even makes sure your site automatically looks great on any device. It's incredibly easy to use, but if you want some help, Squarespace has an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It's just $8 a month and include the domain name if you sign up for one year. And for a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to squarespace.com slash weird. That helps out the show and gets you a wonderful service in the meantime. Uh, PeteHolmes.com for, like I said, tour dates coming up, uh, all those cities, and uh, youmadeitweird.com for t-shirts, stickers, that sort of stuff. All right, guys, enjoy George Basil as I did. The Bays. Hello, The Bays. Get over here. <laughs> you can't even stand up in this I know, it's tiny. Would you sit there? That's where the guest sits. Yes, I'm already beautiful. I'm good, man. I'm yeah. excited to talk to The Bays. You don't want to do it. <laughs> I do. No. I gotta, gotta, gotta get in some Bays time. Yeah, I know. We don't have much together. <laughs> we don't have enough, that's for sure. It's at a premium. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Wait, at a premium means it's expensive? Uh, what did it help me? Yeah, I think out of premium means I don't want those, right? That's, That's fine. fine. I, don't have to I like hearing the show. Really? Yeah. God. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I don't know what the bay is means. keeping it natural. It means that it's really hard for us to hang out, and when we do, fuck. There's the preem. Ooh, preem bays. I met you. I didn't catch your Aristotle. name. Aristotle. Aristotle. Hey man, I'm Greek too. Are you Greek? Oh, no. <laughs> fuck. Just your name? Just your name is Greek? What is this? I've never been here, man. I love this. You're the Bays, man. You should be here all the time. <laughs> this is your kind of place. Why aren't you here all the time? How you doing, man? You well, good. I, uh, good to see you. Good you see look it. good. I saw you at the College Humor All-Nighter. Mm-hmm. Let's tell the people about how the Bays works. <laughs> how it works? We'll make some tick. What makes the Bays tick? Well, let's give a little backstory. I really... I was driving over here, and I was like, my question is, I just want to be like, tell me About how the Bays came to be. <laughs> but the the origin, well, we did, uh, I just saw you at College Humor. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do anything together. You're doing something else. Yeah. You but, did that awesome Batman. Well, that was fun. Ooh. I lost my voice. It still hasn't did? quite come back. Because <laughs> I was screaming. It was like two in the morning, and I was really losing my mind. You ever get slappy on a long 
long thing or a late thing? Yeah, I mean, blowing your voice and any, any screaming stuff, no. I'm very, I'm a voice uh, coward. Or, I, I was going to say pussy, but I didn't want to say pussy. I think your voice ballsy, man. I think the opposite. I think you've got a ton of balls. I had a lady once tell me that we should say ballsy when we mean pussy because balls are so tender and sensitive. Ooh. Which is true. Your scrotum's like your tongue. It's never not moving. Yeah. You ever just, <laughs> you ever just look at your, your scrotum? It's moving. Always. It's, it's like always. the crust of the earth. It's yeah. moving at like a really small rate. Do ladies love your balls? No. No. I don't think so. You see, that's the thing is you don't think so. But in fact, I bet you they do. I think ladies well, have I, a love for balls that we don't have for our own balls. I Okay, so I'm seeing a girl, and we were recently talking about balls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and she actually, it's her line. I should give her credit for the line. She said, it's like your dick has a purse. Dick <laughs> <laughs> is holding a purse. And then I, unfortunately, I wish I hadn't. Then imagine what it, what would it be like if women had their ovaries in a scrotum hanging out of their vagina? God, I mean, I yeah, just ruined it for sloppy, everybody. Too, <laughs> yeah, too all over the place. Too much shit to wrangle. <laughs> Where does the orgasm start? Yeah, and I they're touch? very sensitive. Oh. I mean, like I don't envy girls learning about the dick. The human yeah. dick is because you got the balls. Yeah, and then you're like, and they hurt. Yeah, like, don't, that, touch, don't, them, don't, don't touch them. Don't barely lick them. Licking them tickles. Biting them hurts. Never, never been a fan of the licking. Me it's like, neither. It's don't like elbow, my balls. It's like elbow skin. I don't feel it. Right. Or it just feels like that weird, like, sort of like inner thigh sensation where you're like... <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're right. right. I you, I think your balls are more <laughs> more sensitive than mine. More ticklish. My, I, I know what you mean, though. But then, like, uh, they're sensitive. And then, and then the fact that we sh- shoot grossness. From our balls? You, do you shoot out of your balls? No, no, our peanut. Well, it's that's where it was, and that's then it takes it goes, the elevator yeah. up to the deck, <laughs> and it walks through like a, a like a futuristic shaft. It's, it's just like, through an aquarium shaft, <laughs> <laughs> like, or like those t- tunnels that connect two buildings in Manhattan. Yeah. It's like you go through like a fancy bridge, a bridge, a very an nice in, bridge. internal bridge, and then you and then you jump out the front. And yeah, your semen. I just don't. I've I've given that some thought. If I was like a young girl. When do girls become sexually active? Nowadays, man, with like all the free porn, yeah. immediately. <laughs> I think I have a six-year-old, and she's already like, "Cause you're the bays, <laughs> cause I'm the bays." <laughs> she needs to know. <laughs> She'll need to know at some point. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, she's six. She's six. So that means you have at least four years. I think as soon as girls hit double digits now, they are no. wearing a bra. I don't know. It's scary. Because and then you when you're wearing a bra, you're ta- you could you can remove the bra. Which is immediate. Yeah. So creepy. Un- yeah. Un- uncomfortable. Oof. I, I think that we are. We're growing faster. Hormonally, we eat so many different weird things now. Is your daughter a vegan? Because we were talking she, about being vegan. She's not vegan. She's veg. Veg? Yeah. Because okay. her mom... Is veg. And so, oh, thanks a lot, yeah. Deborah. Fuck <laughs> <Thanks laughs> that one up, Deb. What a non bays move. How dare I give you I my can, name? I smell the cheese in her sweat. <laughs> well, isn't it uh, the concern we get it a lot from the milk and the yeah. cheese to those hormones? I think so. I think that. Because the women, in the weirdest way, are our cows. Exactly. We're, if we're the bulls, then they're the cows, and then they're drinking this other species sort of thing. The milk of another of species, species, which yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. so bizarre. It's I so mean, bizarre. I get it for the sake of, like, survival you know sure. i understand stealing a chicken's eggs and eating them yeah 500 years ago and it was like this is gonna keep my family alive 
but now I just don't. It's like, come I a, on. I had a bit about it. I was like, I, I actually was in defense of meat. I was like, I understand meat. Again, what yeah. you're saying for survival, because you can go to the Serengeti. You can. Yes. The bay's good. I'd, I'd have to be in like a bulletproof. <laughs> the bay's like, good. Yeah. The bay's can go in hell. Pete needs like a Pope mobile to like. <laughs> Or a helicopter hovering <laughs> just over, scaring all the animals. I'm like, there's no one out. Uh, but the the bays, just love saying the bays. Um, but if you go to the Serengeti, you'll see a lion tackle a, a zebra or yeah. something like that. But you've never seen a lion tackle a zebra and then just start nursing it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just thirsty. Like, I don't know. We can get into the vegan stuff. We've been talking a lot about I like talking about vegan stuff. It's interesting to me. Yeah. But maybe we shouldn't start there because then people will be like, heard it. Right, of Click. course. Yeah. But it is interesting in terms of your daughter develop. Let's take it off your daughter. Okay. Girls developing Take what sooner. off my daughter? Just you take, take my take her bra off? Boop. 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 That's what I do whenever I take a bra off. I go, boop. It's really not appealing. But we're talking about girls having sex earlier and why. Yeah. Oh, because they have to learn... That, like, if you were to give a blowjob, mm-hmm. that's a tricky thing. Yeah. Guys, what do you have to... There, there's lure about, like, there's going to be some sort of smell or something, which I find has been greatly exaggerated. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and you're the base. Yeah, come on. The base exaggerates about... Vaginal smells. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I, I still I mean, do. I meant the bays never. See, in the lore of the bays, yeah. to me, you never had a, a, a second thought about a vaginal aroma. No, you were no. Always just like I'm the bays and I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I've committed, yeah. and here comes the bays. Yeah. Do you know, I have a lore? Is that for well, sure? To me, okay, well, that good. goes back to our origin. Yeah. The pin in what I was going to say is, I don't envy girls. You got the nuts. Don't touch them. They're sensitive. And then you got a dick. And then if you do it well, you're rewarded with like. Like this horrible surprise. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then you gotta it's like. It's elaborate. T- it's horrible. Splashing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, it's outward and gross, and, it, and it's well, that's really representative of a man. Everything masculine yeah. is right there in the dick. Just it's overt. Totally. It's, it's as it's you're saying, it's external. You or, yeah. And then it's also quite weak. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got the nuts. Yeah. Well, I, oh, you mean afterwards? Um, the immediate flaccidity of just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. now I'm powerless. <laughs> but, you're, but you're talking about the nuts, which are always Which are always sensitive. sensitive. Yeah. Like totally. the strongest UFC fighter is one <laughs> kick away. They wear cups, right? I don't. I don't think you? they do. They couldn't. They have such small, like, pants on. I thought you were going to say they have small balls. <laughs> yeah, I want to fuck. I want to piss off yeah, all yeah. the MMA. The Bays throws down the gauntlet <laughs> and uh, pick an octagon. So- <laughs> the Bays will fucking show up. Uh, That's another great movie for you because you're not like you're you're in good shape, but you're not like yeah. a buff UFC guy. Yeah, but you're the Bays, <laughs> and for some reason you keep winning. <laughs> we put you in UFC. I always so okay. We should tell the origin. Okay, I meet you at this party. Whose party was that? You guys were rapping uh, the first Batman stuff. It was like in uh, a backyard. It was at somebody's Matt? backyard. It wasn't was it our college? party, though. It wasn't? It was someone else's party. For College Humor. Was it? I think, yeah. Okay. All I remember was Thomas Mendelditch was there. No. And then the Bays was there. No, he was on the phone. He's on the phone? I went to that party with uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, and then he called because he was out of town. And so oh. I, I think I passed the phone around and we were all... That's what I'm remembering. Yuck his his girlfriend at the time was there. Yeah. And that was the most time I spent with his girlfriend at the time, and she was yes. a delight. She was a delight. And then I met uh, the Bays. She's still living. Yes. <laughs> she is. I know. She is still alive. She's I, still I, alive. I, that's why I safely was like, a friend, a mutual friend. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, sure, sure. But you played it well. But then the Bays is here uh, at the party, 
And then uh, just one of those guys. I was like, this is the fucking Bays. Yeah. <laughs> Your name's George Basil. Right? We've been saying <laughs> the Bays. No one calls you the Bays. People spell it like D-E-B-A-I-S. The Bays? Who is this guy? The Bays. Dude, do you remember when we actually met? No. In New York. Oh! Yeah. At auditions. Yes. At house. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. And at Telsey, that place in like midtown like on 40 seconds. do you remember when that was your entire day yeah i'm kind of because my show isn't renewed i'm back in that place where like my entire day will be like one meeting or something yeah, yeah. and in new york it used to be your entire day would go to telsey or go to house if you're lucky go to two and two if you're lucky ones. go to two there were always those guys we're talking about commercial audition yeah there were always those guys that like this is my eighth today yeah and i've already yeah. got heard back i booked two of them and i'm like I was never that guy. The Bays, were you ever that guy? I don't think I was that guy. I was working. Dude, I had already had um, the baby. I already had Lula, my uh-huh. daughter. And so I was what working. What a Bays name. Lula Basil? <laughs> yeah. Lula Carson Basil. She's got a hyphenated. Yeah, yeah. Because of Deborah. Because of Deborah's. Uh, bitch. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> choices. The, uh... Choices. <laughs> we are going to get into the Bays love life. <laughs> oh, God. So we met at auditions. Yeah, we met in auditions, and uh, and are you introverted or extroverted in the? Because okay, so just to give people some backstory, you're in a room with a bunch of people all auditioning for the same thing. Yeah, two ways to play it. Some people just go over their lines and they get a little bit nervous, or they get prepared. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, but I like to pretend like we're not about to audition for something, we're just and I talk, out. talk to the base. Exactly. Probably yeah. talk to you. Were, you. were you into that? Or I'm was it? I'm that I'm of that ilk. I because <laughs> my my only real training, I guess, is improvised yes. stuff and yeah. improv comedy stuff. I sort of rely on that to a fault sometimes. I mean, yeah. I'll go in, it'll be conversational, and then if they're not reciprocal in that conversation, yeah. well, then it's my time to attack. Yeah. Like, Who are subtly... you attacking? The people running the audition or the people you're auditioning with? No, well, when you said a lot of people, I, f- I immediately thought, like, um, you know, when, when producers or client or uh, whatever, uh-huh. you know, agency yep. Yep. shit is, is in the room. Sure. Uh, a big audition. <clears throat> yeah. A, a meaty one. An important... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh... <laughs> They like, but that's that's what happens to that stress of like, what am I doing here, man? Is this funny? Are you guys right. liking any of this? And right. it immediately kind of becomes um, sort of uh, adversarial. You mean you're doing it in the room, and yeah. then you start kind of improvising with the producers and the director who's in the room, or with the script stuff. Like I, I typically don't do a lot. Yeah, that's a big thing that Kumail write. and I said was we were like, if they don't want us to improvise, they don't want us for the. They don't job. want you then. Right? They don't want you for the job because they're not they're not playing to your strengths. Like what you would right. do on set is it's a waste. It's a waste of yeah, and I'm wasting your time. So you might as well audition in the way that you're going to do the job. <laughs> yeah, and and that's how you get it. That's why I I think you're probably I know you're the same way. When the audition is, uh, a scene will be improvised. I'm like, ah, ah yes. Here I go. Yeah. That's the best. It's so fun. But then you do warm up in a way by talking to the people mm-hmm. that you're in the waiting room with, you know, yeah. the other actors. Some people like it, some people don't. But the best auditions I've had are when I, like, connect with somebody, like the base, and then you go in and you're loose. Yeah. As opposed to uh, working the lines, you're alone in your apartment, you're stressed right. out, you know you have this audition. You go and you're still focused, 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 focused. There's and then a you... weird competitive energy in yeah. the waiting room. Of like uh, we're all so prepared. Right. Who's going to win the preparation? No, you know, nobody wants. And then you leave and you go nailed it. Or like, <laughs> yeah. Or they said I booked it. Like different see jokes. nobody on set. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody just wa- me. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants no. that. Nobody I don't. Wants that. Not the but base. That's where we met, and that was. Uh, a I lot used of fun. to like that. I house. 
Yeah. That was the that was my favorite place to go. House was so nice. And Becky? Big. Remember Becky? Big. Becky. Rebecca Yarson. Is that her name? Yeah. Oh, drop the full name. Well, I have to. There's Lovely eyes. Lovely eyes. Beautiful. Beautiful eyes. Beautiful woman. One of those eyes. eyes. Those eyes. One of those eyes. <laughs> like pirates would have written more. <laughs> There's an island. Where are they on? Oh, called Manhattan. I'll slate your name. Are <laughs> the last words she said to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember Beckers. And a good group. They had a lot of lovely women working in that office. They, then they, they also additionally had a lot of lovely women hanging out waiting yes. to go in. Because they did a like, lot of like, modeling stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hard, hard to be the base. Hard to be the base. So then that brings us to the party, and that brings us to when I b- really began form- formulating the, the, uh, the lure of the base. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this guy's my kind of guy. I knew you from New York. But then I was like, uh, I started pitching you movie ideas immediately. Yeah. Because you're <laughs> such a type. Wow. I don't mean that in the industry way. I'm just like, I get it. I get the base. Yeah. Aristotle, you just met the base. He gets the base. You get the base. Yeah. I don't so, get the base. <laughs> well, that's your problem. No, I'm just kidding. But I was like, you, we need to write, make a movie for you where you're like called Murdering McConaughey? Yeah. Like Murdering Matthew McConaughey. Or like right. Killing McConaughey. Or yeah, something. something like that where it's you <laughs> and I'm the guy that's like, you should be getting the McConaughey roles because you're a good looking man and you're like that sort of chill vibe, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, you I can take so. my word for it. Okay. So we plan to murder McConaughey. Of yeah. course, he's in the movie and, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a documentary. <laughs> We're not actually going to murder McConaughey. It's like being John Malkovich yeah. murdering McConaughey. Yeah. And then you, you're, you just want those sweet, sweet roles. Hey man, I love I love that idea. We should yeah. still yeah. We should be working towards that. I don't know why we're not. Why it's only it? been two years since, <laughs> since I first pitched it, and this is since then. There's been a reconnaissance. You know, now he's back. Yeah, he's back on top. I thought that guy was gone. Everyone did. Yeah, like failure to launch and all that stuff. I mean, that all him? of it. All rom- from rom com from like Sahara or whatever that is, where he's all right. beefy right, and right, like, right, right. actiony to like be fun rom com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the rom-com yeah. world and where he was just he uh, he had the most bril- brilliant piece of PR which he was like I just want to do movies that allow me to keep living on the beach in my yeah. trailer <laughs> and like surfing and eat grilling pineapple you know what I mean and I was like whenever I read stuff like that like Brad Pitt once I read this quote of his that he was like you know he's in phenomenal shape this was around Fight Club and, yeah. and he was like I'm just a freak of nature man off camera all I do is drink beer and eat cheeseburgers I'm like fuck you that's yeah. not true that, no, that's I, true. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's probably... that's your publicist. You were told to say that. Yeah. Because when you start getting in that sort of shape, you need to address it. Your caloric is the I mean, you are down to calorie. Yeah, of by course. Calorie count. You haven't had a cheeseburger since nineteen eighty one when you were Bradley. Bradley armpit. We're gonna be in that burger. Shut up! I'm going to be an actor! Slate your name! <laughs> I love your eyes, you pirate! He's the pirate. Didn't get the part, but then started working at house. <laughs> Creepy. Can you? Um, uh, I was just going to say, can you compliment a baby's eyes? Because Becker's would have been a baby. Oh yeah, she would at that time. Can you compliment it's a baby's creepy. eyes? It's creepy. Well, you have a daughter. Yeah, Again, you know what people the usually say. Lore. What's that? <laughs> uh, like people like to look at the baby's face and be like, "Oh, it has your nose. Oh, it has your they eyes. They want to find oh, the, the find the links. People like that sort of. Creep. I don't see any of it. It's like a baby, man. Well. Right so there's that now she's just sick. Baby, nah, she's there's just a baby, baby man. Yeah, Take a good closer look. <laughs> look, look, look past the baby, and then it's, it's like a magic eye, man. It's a magic baby. 
You just see a baby. Oh, man. You don't see a baby's eyes. You just see a blur that is a baby. <laughs> People don't see that your face is so stretched out. No, I have to like, do it. <laughs> I did, I, I've been doing it on the show too much, but a true detective McConaughey is, is very oh, gravelly. Yeah. People out of here. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to know about Carcosa. <laughs> well, it's afternoon, and it's time for me to start drinking. Oh, it's so fun. Isn't that fun? <laughs> that is you fun. could you could be the McConaughey. I'm coming back as McConaughey. <laughs> what, uh, so you, you, okay, well, I don't know where we're at. We're, I, I, you started talking about your daughter, and that made me want to talk. So, what is? Tell me the story of the Bays. I don't really know. Yeah, you've been married, mm-hmm. or oh, currently, yeah, I'm currently married. You to are a married. Woman. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a couple of years though. Figuring oh, that out. Oh, you're still married to that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Deborah. Yeah. Well, I've been calling <laughs> no, Deborah. No, not married to that. I have, I have a very. You have, a, you have your daughter's mother. Yes, so that's baby mama. We'll put her over here to the top right. Well, I said daughter's mother, but you, <laughs> you went there. That's a that's little fine. too respectful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the then in the top left hand corner is a, a legal marriage that I'm still working out. <laughs> Bays! And then everything else, which is just like, you know, the Bay's love life, man. <laughs> you are just surfing on a weird wave of it life. It is so weird. It's yeah. so weird. Nothing is really coming together. <laughs> everything is like open-ended. There are just like normal, like empty rope or like ends of string and rope all over the table. And you could yank one and nothing could happen. Or you could yank this one and everything falls apart. <laughs> It's the only way to do it, man. It's nothing where everything falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Where's the one we pull and everyone just realizes the delight of the base? I'm not sure. I think you actually have to like burn all the ropes off. Or something. Oh. Maybe that's what I have to do. Start just setting fires. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say, just kind of start over simply. <laughs> you yeah. said setting fires. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's let's go. Let's get into the, the Bay's life. So sure. you're an improviser. Yep. Improviser. You're from... From uh, Baltimore, from Maryland, moved to, from Maryland to Austin, Texas, in like '99. All right, lived in Austin. I, I moved there actually to do comedy, which was more, more difficult than you think. Moving to is it? Uh, I've heard of. Well, it's 1999. I don't know anything about in the Austin. In '99, there was scene. no. I, I moved there because of something called the Big Stinkin' Comedy Festival, which I'd found online early internet. Super yeah, like, early. <laughs> yeah, like coming in. Yeah. It's, okay, it's some sort of festival. We used to gather around the one computer in the library. <laughs> yeah. He's <sighs> like, wow. Line by line. Uh, so you saw a f- base. Just saw a festival. You just heard saw, about it. You heard? Yeah, because it was the first time that improv was ever really framed in a way that was like, look, people are doing this and fucking people care. What about care. Chicago? Just didn't hear didn't or... Didn't go to that website. Did, yeah, didn't check that one out. Really? I had a friend that worked Space. at Whole Foods in Austin. He was... The original. The original I've been first. to that Whole Foods. Yeah, it's different. It's like a fucking campus now. Now it crazy. is. What was it? What it used to be like? It was just one, uh, one peach? It was... Yeah, it was one peach and one basket. And then a bunch of... Like, $17. Yeah, 360 No, 360 yeah. shit. <laughs> uh... It was it was cool. Brandon was his name. He loved it. He called me. I was still living in Maryland in a basement, and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I woke up from for for the call, and I was like, "I don't know, man. Nothing. I'm working in a kitchen. You know, I I've already dropped out of college and and not figured anything out. You dropped out? Yeah, because you didn't... I kept dropping out. <laughs> you, you just didn't dig it, man. No, 
Did not. No, did not dig it at all. Couldn't get through any of it. Like, why? Uh, I don't know. A theater class. I took one or two theater classes, and I was like, this is fun. And then everything else that I took is like, this is bullshit. (laughs) Like, there was one really great history teacher. He was a professor of history, and he was just like this Russian immigrant that whose parents had gone through so much shit and listening to him was fascinating yeah listening to listening to him talk about off topic in, in relation to his life and his experiences was boring as fuck it was like i don't care tell me about the revolution like tell yeah. me about the like russian this or the yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. this but everything else sucked and i was like this guy's full of real information this school is keeping him from fucking telling anybody and teaching you yeah cuz you're the bays and you 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 hungry I want it raw that. bro <laughs> you want it raw <laughs> you do i need it raw uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> no uh, i it's just so nice that everything i've believed about the bays is, is true, true. <laughs> Like, I met you, you, t- you joke about not knowing who you are, and I'm like, I bet this guy wouldn't dig college, but not in the deadbeat way, in yeah. the fucking Bayes way. Yeah, I bet you this guy would burn down a college. <laughs> That's where the, the disdain started. So how do you, your parents living? Yeah, they're living, they're... Uh, my... At the time of college, were they okay with you bailing? No, no, no. They, up until recently, my mom didn't consider what I'm doing a promising career at all. Really? And yeah, she, like, she, they live overseas, they live in Greece. My sister, mom, dad live in Greece. Bays. I know. It's so based. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real base. Oh, my family's in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> they're in one of their homes in Greece. <laughs> No wonder your love life's a mess. You keep telling people basic facts about yourself, and they're, <laughs> and they're like, like, "I gotta be on that base." <laughs> I need that I gotta... for at least a second. Uh, not the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Never the balls. The uh, yeah, they split when I when I did that. Austin they're divorced. Move. No, they they oh. they split town. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, they're still together. Went to That's went weird. to Greece. I was nineteen, and instead of staying in Maryland and working in a kitchen, moved to Austin. Looked for this big stinking comedy festival. The last year it happened was the year before I arrived. Oh my god! So all of a sudden it was like, oh okay, well I could be really you know shitty and sad about this, or just figure out what Austin's about. Stayed there for six years. That was amazing. You loved Austin. Loved it. You seem like an Austin kind of fellow. So great. Uh, tough to go back to be honest. Like it's because it still calls to you. No. Well, oh, what calls to me are my memories. Yeah, but it's so different now it's really like, oh my god dude there's like lofts in places where i used to like you know skip rocks and smoke weed it's like really yeah you, you i would ride my bike around and do weird you know write graffiti on the side of weird buildings and shit and that building now is like a police station or, <laughs> or like, shops and I mean, so there used to be more nature yeah, or even uh, less Starbucky feel. Yeah, I think so. There was there was less commerce in, in yeah. the town, which you know, I guess that's growth. Fucking burning down colleges. Yep. Well, you see Whoops. that that's the thing that uh, that draws me to the bays that I don't like in myself is I'm always like if I like it, there might be something wrong with it because it, like I'm like I like that there's a <laughs> reasonable walking pedestrian mall. And I enjoy a five-star hotel at a reasonable rate. Well, this makes me happy. Yeah, like, I don't like how lame my taste can be. Yeah. Like, if I went to the Austin that you knew, and there you are, smoking a blunt and skipping a stone, (laughs) I would be like, that riffraff looks uh, suspect. He might burn down a college. 
let's go to Dallas or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> let's go to Houston. I'd like to think maybe I'd like that Austin now. But the first time I went to Austin, I was I liked how a little bit homogenized it had been. Probably. Well, the homogeny was not. That. No, you should be proud of it, man. Because like it's. Why? Oh, well. <laughs> come on, tell me. Tell me. Uh, oh, you got an answer for me? <laughs> tell me. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's probably just also like a sign of the the times, like seeing something change. Like oh, New yeah. York doesn't really change. We go back to New York, and it's like, yeah, all right, that's just it's a the new same shop New York or, that we knew. Right. But I'm watching Taxi Driver currently. I, I started Ooh. watching it last night. I've seen it before. Yeah, obviously. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I've seen it many times. <laughs> <in my mic. laughs> but I, I was watching it. I was like, "Holy shit! New York has changed so much." Right. And now that I've lived in New York, I haven't seen that movie since I've lived in New York. I'm like trying to figure out what intersection they could possibly be at. Yeah. Because it all looks like a, a wharf, <laughs> and like it all just looks like every color has been blown out and stabbed. Yeah. And I'm just like, that is a different. New York. For sure. And that is what people lament, too. They're like, oh, uh, you know, 42nd Street in the 70s, you'd get stabbed. And they say it with all this fondness. They're like, you couldn't go there, but at least we knew where we couldn't go. (laughs) And you know what I mean? And And that's how we liked it. (laughs) It is how they liked it. Well, I think that's a lot of the roots of, like, the racism and stuff in New York. And I'm not saying it's more racist or less racist, but there's so much race there that I've had so many cab drivers... We've talked. I think I've talked about this on the show too. Because I'm white, they just assume I want to hear their racist thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're driving me around, and they're like, "You know, back in my day, you couldn't." I don't know why that voice. You couldn't go. A black guy couldn't go past this street without the Gestapo. <laughs> Not the Gestapo, but like implying some sort of mafia sort of uh, horrible <laughs> violence. Like you're, you're yeah. saying, it wasn't like posted. You're talking about like violence and bad things. So anyway, I, I don't understand that fondness for that grit, but I do watch that movie, and I'm like, it's pretty neat. Holy shit, It's pretty yeah. neat. And that's how you feel about old Austin. Yeah, yeah, like the slacker days of, you know, old Austin where it was a little <laughs> flatter and, and less... Just building. New buildings are, are, for me, visually what really can, can wreck something, which yeah. you don't, like, you don't see that much... In New York, it's right? Still, no room, right? It's the same bones or the yeah. same structure. It's just got a chickpea at the bottom of it. <laughs> exactly. Now. <laughs> now it's an American apparel, <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's like, ah, oh, all right. Well, fuck it. I can well, get, well, I'll can get base. Hey, man, base shops wherever the base. <laughs> <laughs> you need it's the key to your life to start referring to yourself as the base. I think it might be, man. And if it helps out, slate your name, the base. <laughs> Okay, we're going to stop the audition and just give it to you. This guy calls himself the fucking Bays. So you stayed in Austin, but you weren't doing improv. Didn't. Uh, stay there. Got a really great job at an awesome little microbrew pub called Lovejoys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so Bays. Tried college again. Failed again. Why do you go back? Uh, because, man, the pressure. Like, my mom... Being an immigrant family, like, education was not something she had access to, and so she was right. like, do this, please. Like, you your, your dad's a cop for so many years. He's busting his ass. She was busting her ass. Right. Specifically for their two children to, like, achieve. Right. Well, I'm trying, but I couldn't do it within that. I understand construct. that. My mother, first gen, first gen uh, Lithuanian. Oh, shit. My father, while their family has been in America for a while, uh, first to kind of, like, maybe not the first... Certainly the first on my mother's side, anybody with my mother's blood to go to family. Uh, to go to family. 
to go to family. Dakota you know, family. Hi, I'm Dakota family. <laughs> Slate my name? I just said I'm Dakota family. Anyway, <laughs> I'm more of a family-friendly Dakota fanning. You know what I mean? She's so offensive with her precocious little smile. I <laughs> went to college. I, I just started. I'm sure Where? some of my cousins have been to college. It doesn't matter, Bays. You don't like hear about that. You don't hear. I went to a kids. religious school, but I mean, we don't have to talk about that. No kidding. You know a lot about religion? Yeah. Do no, you? No. Mm. I mean, I went to Greek, like Orthodox. Whenever I hear Greek Orthodox, I just feel like everyone gets a sword <laughs> on the way. I'm just like, what is happening? Praise <laughs> 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 him! <laughs> And then, you know, Christos Anesti. Very severe. That, like, swinging incense gauntlet <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, the frankincense, like, cling, cling. Like, that's Greek like, Orthodox, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally, man. It'd they wear the robes and shit. Look, if shit went down, there's no way the priest isn't going to put that above his oh, head yeah. and, <laughs> and crack some a skulls. Hot frankincense ball. <laughs> Damn, skip me, man. And burn up some demons. Hell yeah. That turned out to just be the painters there a day early. We're <laughs> <laughs> not Greek. Burn them. <laughs> Are Greeks that way? Yeah. They're real, real. They're fucking weird. Yeah, they're weird about like Albanians, man. In Greece, Albanians right, are like right. the immigrant workers, and it's such a fuck fest. It's a weird underlying racism that's like hard because it's, you know, we have such a, a, a specific kind of racism here. And then you go to another country. And, and they have thankfully, another kind. Yeah. And it's an acutely different, right. but just a specific other kind where it's like, right. ugh, Albanians. And it's like, what? How can you tell? I yeah, can't even yeah, tell. Yeah, That's yeah, like, yeah. they look just like we, right. we all look. It's right, right, even, right. You really have to do your research. Yeah. You have to get their Facebook info and <laughs> yeah. then be like, I hate you. Yeah. I've done my work. I don't know what that voice is. It's so offensive. I felt that way. I, I, I've said this before. Everything I've said on the show, I've said before. But <laughs> it's, it's 215 episodes. But when I uh, was in school, I didn't understand. It wasn't until I got to New York when I was 25 mm. that I uh, under, di- could identify a Jewish person. Yeah. I always just thought that was a white person. Same and then here. and then I was like and I it turned out like I'm gonna say sixty to seventy five percent of everyone in my class growing up was, was Jewish. Jewish. Totally. Like I, I was surrounded by Jewish people and yeah. I I never ever ever you have to learn that. Yeah. Just like a Greek person has to be like, that's an no just gonna be this voice. <laughs> that's an Albanian. I spit out the words from my face. Come, little basil, I'll teach you the other people we hate. You will be the base. <laughs> you will burn down the college. Well, we have to make him evil. We go like, you will never be called the base. <laughs> then he's, oh, yeah. he's a bad guy. Oh, yeah. And now be calling you the base is a good thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, when I was in Athens, I felt they didn't like Americans. I didn't I didn't. Yeah, enjoy. but that's fucking global, man. Yeah. That's yeah. like everywhere. That's like, and it's not. It, I felt it, like it was worse there. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably. Well, Greece had a really interesting like Kissinger moment. Henry Kissinger did some fucked up stuff with like the 1976 coup at the Polytechnical Institute, where like, yeah, it, you know, he they backed this coup that was so anti-humanitarian there mm. that Kissinger is forever hated. Really? In country. Yeah. It's really interesting. I wonder if he has a disguise. <laughs> yeah. You just really want to go to Athens. <laughs> then he just puts on like a big black afro. <laughs> That's just it. Just on a beach. That's it. And he's like, just like <laughs> big afro. And then 
His little shorts. I know I shouldn't be here, but you, you. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't beat the beaches. <laughs> Have you you've been to Greece many times? Tons, yeah. I go a lot. I go I'm going in July. You're the base, man. You gotta, hey man, the base gotta, gotta, gotta go. go international, dude. Do you have to show your passport or do you just show your face? <laughs> yeah, I just walk up. <laughs> like the base. I am the base. Get into it. Uh sorry, we're off topic. Be there. We were gonna talk about I've been to the islands too, those were nice. Yeah, the island's a great Well, deal. I went to Santorini. That's that you, the obvious that's one. Your, uh, yeah, that's your big pedestrian walkway. <laughs> is it? I think so. It's, uh, the, the island that my mom is from is called Carpathos. It's got a little village on it in the northern tip called Olumbos on the, on the other side of this Base. mountain where they have a little house called Yitzilea. It's in the valley. <clears throat> Not the most, like, uh, desired part of of the village yep a lot of albanians <laughs> low-lying albanians <laughs> but you go over the island which are you know picturesque like windmills and sure. all this other shit and the sunrise sunset the sunset there is is right between two mountains right over the aegean in a way that's like you know you just fucking jizz it's it's beautiful yeah. right yeah and the joke or like the the thing that my mom always would say is like people pay so much money to go to Sandorini. This is like because Sandorini's like, you know, the the blue top whitewashed walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that the Parliament sunset. cigarette commercial. <laughs> exactly. From yeah. The yeah, the Virginia Slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's the that's the iconic sunset of Greece. It's like you right. see that and you're like, Oh, Greece. Right. Um and this was us looking at not identical but really just as just as pristine sure. and majestic and last people on mopeds and nobody and nobody it's oh, nobody it's still raw it's still like incomplete maybe that's where i get this because whole... you live raw man <laughs> you gotta have a raw fucking comes back to the base <laughs> the way of the base but they have hotels and stuff ignorant question but i mean like yes they one can accommodate one hotel <laughs> one hotel totally Oh. And it's like that's kind of how you got it. Like uh, they have tour buses that go up into the village with like you know German and and yes. Nor- Nova Scotian no Nordic, Nordic folks, and then they go back down to where the hotels are on the beach or the thing. But when it's a little bit tougher to get to, it feels like it's a little bit more worth. Oh, I agree. Doing right. I would love to start uh, or stop continue stop being that way. Yeah. The I just, you know, I grew up in the suburbs, so I equate, like, safety with, like I said, like, a mall is a good example, and, like, I feel comfortable back in the day when I would see, like, a Chili's or something. Like, I'm just talking about America. Uh Like, the things that people were like, uh, I remember I I went to Chicago, and we literally, it's so lame, but my wife at the time and I visited Chicago, and what we did was we went to Michigan Avenue, we went to Crate and Barrel, we went to the Nike store, and I remember that night we went to a show at I.O., because comedy's been the only authentic thing, Thing. the only dirty thing. You know what I mean? Like... Because even I.O. at the time, I don't know what it's like now. It might be like a cool like 3D Dell Close teaching classes. But it was like a grungy... But back then, it was just like a a shithole. Raw. And I went... uh, Raw. It was Bayes. (laughs) (laughs) You mean I.O. was pretty Bayes, right? Yeah, it was (laughs) Bayes. And I went on stage. I volunteered uh, to do the like, we're going to do it. We're playing a game called like Your Dreams Tonight or something. And I volunteered and I went on stage and they they were like, I'm from Boston and I'm visiting. And they were like, "What what did you do? And I told them what we did. And then they all... Uh, in a very good way. I wasn't. This isn't the story where it's like. Oh yeah, they didn't. But they attack. all made fun of the fact that I did things that you could do in any city. Wow. 
And that's true. And, you know, even uh, New York, there's only, like, so many places that I went that were like, no one knows about this place. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because everything... I really feel like I get to things. I'm the last guy to get to things. Mm-hmm. I, I've said that. It's like if I start liking it, it's going to stop being cool <laughs> at any second. Like like you in that improv fest. <laughs> yeah. Like you just get there a little bit late, and it's going to get shut down, or it's going to like I'm the guy at the party that shows up right before the cops <laughs> because they followed me there. They're like that guy doesn't look right. I, I'm trying to change that. I, I I'm trying to <clears throat> feel I. Because of comedy, yeah. that's the thing in my life that's based, that's raw, that I go like and, – and punk rock before that. When I, when I was really into punk rock, I used to go to like The Rat in Boston, which was like – A seedy spot. You've been there? Spot. No. Okay, yeah, but it was but seedy. Sounds, yeah. It was fucking crazy and it was so weird that I was there. But there's this hunger for us to get away from things that aren't the Cheesecake Factory with a laminated menu. Right. Even the menu is spill-proof. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, to get into something where you're like, I think maybe Hemingway would have liked this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, real people. It's... To yeah, base I, it up a little. Yeah. Everything needs a dash of bait. <laughs> uh, I think... <clears throat> I think it's... The, the reason that it, it's a little difficult is because... What you're trusting in those situations is a hundred percent yourself. You have to trust yourself. Oh, that's right. To kind of be in this unfiltered, unknown yep. environment where you're like, okay, anything can can really happen at this point, right. and it could go really well or it could go shittily. Right. What are we so afraid of? I'm I'm always trying to unpack what I'm afraid of. When I was watching Taxi Driver, yeah, I was thinking about. So it showed some sketchy convenience store. And it is. It is mm-hmm. sketchy. That's not my privileged perspective. I'm right. like, that is a 1970 convenience store. Probably gets robbed two or three times a week. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So then I was like, just in my mind, I started fantasizing about, you know, I'd like to say when I have kids, I'd like to have kids at some point. But let's say if I have kids, would I be that kind of dad that's like, no, we're going into uh, right. a shady part of Brooklyn. So that you can see. So you can see. Right. Right. So you can see. Yeah. <laughs> and then have a kid that's like not afraid and is like, no, my dad took me here right. when I was little. And I know that like, you know, don't do anything stupid. Don't act a fool. Don't knock shit over and talk to idiots. And you know, Or is it Pete walking in with two kids by the hand and being like, look, see this weird place yeah 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 and kids just being like yeah it's weird we don't like it it's out of our comfort zone we don't know what you're trying to teach us right let's get out of here right because it's, i'd be afraid they could they could pick that up on me yeah you know or, I mean? or or that that's what anybody would give off not just you that right. we would be like look we're scared here <laughs> <laughs> that's the lesson here's where we're scared <laughs> yeah but i mean there is a thing that my father did for me and Somerville, Massachusetts, is not Brooklyn, but it, it wasn't. It's it's uh, it's a little bit whatever word it is when I'm talking about like grittier. I don't want to put down Somerville. I'm just saying it's a little bit more real. Yeah, Lexington, where I'm from, very homogenized. We we had Panera before anyone. <laughs> Somerville still doesn't have a fucking Panera. They'll put a they'll put a brick through the window of a Panera. There's probably a Panera anyway. So my dad would take me in to where he worked, and he was just you know in like. You know, not like a onesie, but almost like, you know, dark blue shirt, dark blue pants. Where did he work? Oil man, and he's covered in oil. And I would go and work with him. I'd just drive in the truck, and then he'd take me to places, and it would always be like some fucking hole-in-the-wall place. 
And he's like, Peter, the corned beef here, Peter. And would get like big fuck off corned beef sandwiches and pickles. And some guy named Pistol Pete is like, or Fast Phil. These are people my dad, Peter Pirro over at, you know, like knew <laughs> yeah. these guys. And they were all like unwelcome in my house. Totally. Not to my mother's discredit, but like these are loud, cigar smoking, day drinking, yeah. sunburned because they were watching the Sox game, but from like <laughs> the roof of a house, like so they could peer in. Ah, Peter Piro! Now I'm peering in! And just like, I'm realizing that at least I got some of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to my father uh, taking me to Panera. Taking right. me to Panera and being like, it's not on the menu, but they got salt and vinegar chips in your ass. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Look out, a brick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Good listening. It's every part of the buffalo. <laughs> it's it's honestly, your your father's acceptance of that community and in that community is what got you access. Yeah. So had he, like... Taken off his suit and tie, put on a weird like industrial onesie, and yeah. like Pete, come on, let's go. We're gonna pretend. Go look, yeah, like Kissinger in Greece. <laughs> exactly. Here, hold this afro over your head. <laughs> uh, but that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a weird thing that we're we're so like informed and built. Our characters are built by mm. our constantly. I want to say changing, but I also want to say fucking static environment. Yeah, that. You know, like, I don't know how Lula's going to be. She's six. She goes to a public school in L.A., which is, uh, she's a minority white in, in, a, in a majority Latin school, which I love. Like, yeah. I was a minority white in Baltimore, in a Baltimore City public school. Chinese of, guys? Yeah, just all Chinese. <laughs> all dark, dark-skinned Chinese folks. <laughs> you still, no one told you they were African-American. Yeah. You think they're dark call. Chinese. You know, the dark Chinese. <laughs> what part of China are you from, bro? All oh, right on, yeah. Hell yeah. South no Central. one tell the bays. He thinks we're from China. That's how I live. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, I can't, I can't really know what I mean besides having no racial um, weirdness that I know of in myself because I was surrounded by a quote unquote minority I don't know what other effects it really had like I don't I don't know but you like it for her for Lou yeah Lou Lou Lou, Lula Lula yeah Lula Lula Lime (laughs) there's Lula Lemon and I'm Lula Lime (laughs) shut your fucking mouth I only make socks <laughs> so uh, that is the grit that we're talking about that fathers, specifically fathers in these instances, can give the kids. Mm-hmm. That hopefully uh, your daughter can take that uh, being a, a white minority or eating a corned beef sandwich in yeah. Somerville and then you know turn that in, maintain that into going to the less popular Greek islands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no fooling. Like finding some way around that. Yeah, making hopefully making decisions based on uh, on your own sort of instincts and impulses, yeah. rather than like, where do I go here? Okay. Well, you're absolutely right. I, I went on a cruise once, and uh, it was one of the worst things I've ever done. That was really? too homogenized for me. It was like they pull up to a port, all the fat white old people get off, off, buy shit, and come back on. And I was like, this is really speaking to my wanderlust, that that movie that I thought you would have been great. (laughs) (laughs) It it speaks to that thing where I'm like, we need to get off the the grid a little bit. Yeah. Again, comedy's been the only thing that's that's afforded me that. I think comedy's a great place to start. I think, you know, it's... It's such a terrifying thing that most people don't do. I'm not going to say can't, because I think anybody can, but 
uh, following that grit and realizing that in the end, it's just human connectivity and like yeah. you're connecting with an audience and they're loving you and you're loving them. And it and similar to the way my father would engage with the Peter Peros, he did. was like making them laugh and getting them. It, yeah, I know exactly what you, yeah. what you mean. <coughs> Biz. Take another hit of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what? I was just going to ask you something about. Oh, my friend uh, David Vanderveen told me about. Uh, he he believes he's like a real Bayes type. Yeah. <laughs> he's down in Laguna, good uh, Bayes area. Yeah, you know I'll what I mean, like you could retire in Laguna. <laughs> and just be like, oh man, I just like it over Where here. Are you? Laguna. Yeah. <laughs> right on. But he uh, talks about this isn't obviously true for everybody, but he says in his life with his mom and dad and in his family, he has kids as well. He feels like the mom's job is to set up the rules. Again, this isn't I'm not preaching some sort of gender standard. I'm just saying this is what he was talking about. He said in his experience, the woman was very good at setting up the boundaries. And then the dad's job is to come in and show the kid just how you can kind of poke out of them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Without yeah. breaking the bubble. You can kind of like push here a little bit. Yeah. And you can sneak out this way. And then you kind of come back in. Not that women are enforcers, but that that was the way that his family's broke down. Yeah. I mean, that fits with the 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 tropes. Is that a trope? Yeah. I don't know. The, but, the standards? Yeah. Like the uh, roles of... Of oh. of like women being the maternal stay at home nesters, right? And, and fathers or men being like the going out and going adventuring, out and, yeah, right. <clears throat> but Which obviously isn't the only case. It's not the only thing, and it's also not not the case in every aspect. Emotionally, I think women are are much naturally, more adventurous. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, and then that's it, just emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there, there's a way that they connect. I was actually just last night talking to uh, Brian Callen, who's a, like a real man's guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's muscly and he's like does UFC announcing. He's like a, oh, he's shit. like a man, and uh, in that sense. And he was talking about we were all talking about how when you're talking to your girlfriend or something, and she kind of like is telling a meandering story, and th- this is you know happened in every relationship ever, where you, uh, the guy is trying to find the hook. Yeah. He's like, where do I, <laughs> where do I, <laughs> how do I interact with this? You're hearing this sort of like, you know, wind machine spiraling a piece of paper. And you're like, do I grab the paper? Do I watch the paper? Do I write on the paper and then release it back? Like, you just don't know. Do I light this paper on fire? <laughs> and, the and then like with men, when we're hanging out. It is a lot more like, you know, basic stuff. And yeah. you're just going like, oh, look, that's someplace. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's like screaming and like clenching. <laughs> oh, you put salt on ice cream, it's great. Everyone just like, I'm going to lay down. <laughs> I love a nap. I don't need it, but I love it. Men. But then I was like, there is something about you need both. Like you kind of like you're like, oh, I wish they could communicate that way. And you're like, no, because then when you go back to the lady, you get you're getting this thing that you're not. I'm not saying it's always that ethereal sort of conversation t- t- style. But it is. It's like that reef that's fulfilling the other part of you that we right. do need, as opposed to just having yourself reflected back to you and go like, you like him, I like him, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, then yeah. And then your girl, your girlfriend might want to talk about you know like the the stereotype would be feelings or something but it's true my mother 
was very emotionally adventurous and really wanted to talk about things. And I really learned that from And I'm glad we had this conversation because it really helped me realize something that my dad did give me, which was literally my mom is like, here's the suburbs and here's Panera. And my dad was like, get in this oil truck that's yeah. unsafe for you. <laughs> like, you're yeah. eight years yeah. old. You shouldn't be in this oil move, truck. Dude. <laughs> move by your dad. That's a base <laughs> move. And taking me into Somerville and eating like a corned beef sandwich the size of my head. I still yeah. remember it. Yeah. It's so big. It's, so, that's yeah, really but, important. I think that's it's huge. That is a Bayes move. Do you yeah. do stuff that's questionable? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I have to. I, uh, it's weird, though, because as a dad, like... <laughs> <laughs> you definitely I do really questionable shit with my when it's just me yeah when it's just myself yeah uh, const- uh, daily daily I'll you mean something. to yourself to myself oh I thought you meant just you with your daughter you just mean just the bays yeah just just the bays very questionable consistently <laughs> like what uh you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, no, but no, I'm just I'll looking for to, a I'll category. I'll try to think of a good one. Because it, it probably makes sense to you, so you're probably going to have to search your memory banks for some time someone called you out on what you exactly, did. Exactly, yeah. Because it's I have to, to rationalize it. To, to the bays, you were like, that was perfectly <laughs> like, fine. Hold on, man. Yeah, death's in the rear view, man. I got to do this. <laughs> I just wanted to dry my shirt on this airplane propeller. <laughs> you see anything spinning faster than these blades? You have one arm missing. <laughs> yeah. On the bays. <laughs> Electrocution. Yeah. Uh, I'll think about it. But in terms of with my daughter, it's significantly less because you have that, like, it's in the back of your head all the time. You're just like, whoa. Safety? Yes. Keeping, keeping the child safe. Yeah. Like, I cross the street. I'm holding her hand. And I, there is no higher form of awareness and awareness. Yeah. Like, I am looking. I don't trust any driver. Yeah. Not here. Not in any part of this city not in any part of this country i just like constantly like, my eyes are bouncing around at all at all times yeah and it's fucking different it's totally totally different right because bays just cruises across the street no crosswalk you know what i mean but bays with little bays that's it's a lot <laughs> baby bays baby bays well it changes you well that's i think that's what's compelling about you having a daughter i think yeah. when you told me you had a daughter i laughed for 10 minutes <laughs> not not because i was like this idiot it was so funny. He comes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea of your type of character, just skipping stones and smoke and reaver, less compelling to me uh-huh. than the bays we see today. We still, we, we'll get into the relationships, but having the kid yeah. is an interesting is an interesting guy all of a sudden. Interesting angle. Yeah. It's an interesting angle. Because you're not just like, I found a banjo, but I tuned it like a mandolin. (laughs) (laughs) Who even cares? Bass, bass, bass. And then you cook food on the burning banjo. (laughs) Oh, man. I love being bass. Let's get out of this (laughs) boxcar. But you now have little bass. Yeah. And now you have to, like, it seems like a classic, like, learn how to parent yourself and learn with the daughter. Parenting of the child. Yeah, but at the same time, I do want to expose her you know i want to i want to show her stuff where she's just like what <laughs> right uh which shouldn't be hard no no it shouldn't be hard she's six come on and there's stuff everywhere yeah there's shit all over the place yeah uh traveling is a really good way to do that yeah because you, again because you have no one to rely on it's not like you're you're not close to friends you're not near family you're not right you, you have know. to rely on the community yes the I, community I, at large I remember being in like Philadelphia and stuff and driving around with my parents. I, I would love I would love to just get some raw footage of like what it was like when I was a kid. Because there was a lot of panic coming was off of my, my folks. Your only child? 
No, I got a brother, and yeah. a lot of panic coming off him as well. <laughs> but my, I, honestly, like real, like I remember just being in. We just didn't. We went to school in Cambridge, which in the eighties wasn't like it. It had some grit to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was multicultural, and it wasn't what it is today, which is you know the chickpea sort yeah. of stores. <laughs> uh, but like. Still, I remember being in Philly in the 80s and being and seeing places like – I remember because me and my brother were obsessed with Afros. I think there was a group called the Afros, yeah, like sure. a rap group called the Afros, and we thought that was so funny. <laughs> not it, This is not like secret racism. We just thought Afros were cool. Yeah, they still are They cool. still are cool. Yeah. I, I agree. This is as close to an Afro as I yeah, can get. Yeah, you got the bass fro. <laughs> but like we love Fros and we love talking about Fros and Afro pics and all that. Like uh-huh. the whitest kids in the world in like a very white suburb loving Afros. And then being in a part of Philadelphia and wanting to take a picture of a place called the Afro Hut because we thought it was so funny. But then, like, also, I think probably picking up from my parents that it probably wasn't the best idea right. for two white kids to get out in an in a all-black neighborhood, take a picture laughing. of a place called the Afro Hut. <laughs> While laughing, laughing and, and pointing. <laughs> yeah, literally laughing and pointing. <laughs> not with bad intentions. None. Not like, different hair! If anything, with, like, an esteem. Like, we lo- you were admiring we, this fucking We thing. loved the word yeah. Afro. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it should be short for something. Like <laughs> Afrodophilus or something. It's good for your digestion. Do you take Aphrodophilus? Aphrodophilus. <laughs> it's enzymes for your Afro. There's like three people that get that word play, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, exposing it. Let's talk about let's talk about the love. Uh, where the baby? You got the, the baby mama. How, how do you meet the baby mama? Baby mama, Austin, Texas. Skipping stones, smoking dubs. Yeah, dubs and dubs. She, uh, yeah, she was a bar patron. I mean, that's what happened in Austin. A bar patron. Yeah. Oh, so at the bar that you were. I got at. the bar like within Babe, a couple months. And then you just go up and say some Greek islands. Six Next thing years. you know, <laughs> you're six deep in the bays. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you you're... got six fingers in the bays. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you just, um, yeah. I, I found this bar, Lovey's, Lovejoy's, and man, it was everything. It you became, worked there. Yeah, but so much more because <laughs> I was in this new town. I didn't know what the fuck was happening, so it became everything. It was family, friends, it was my social environment. It was, it was Cheers. It was Cheers. Yeah. It was totally Cheers, but it was this weird, and again, this is probably where some of this like off-brand shit came from. It was this really wonderful like marriage of anarchists, bike punks, Country punks, just like biker dudes, mm. activists galore, uh, beer weirdos, like beer nerd yeah. people. Yeah, because it was a brewery. Uh, what? Just a great amalgamation. Is that a word? Yeah, amalgamation. Great. Is that what it means? Yeah, it is what it means. Yeah. Fucking bays. <laughs> 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 it's like awesome. Yes, you based it. Based. Uh, and, and that was it, man. Six years. So that. So she came in there, fell in love. What group and, was uh, she in? She was in the hippie group. She's a hippie. Yes, sir. Fucking was a hippie. Base. I mean, now it's like. No know, longer a hippie? No, now she's a soccer mom. Oh. Yeah. That's a loss. Yes. To the hippies. <laughs> Poor hippies. <laughs> One less hippie. So she came in flowy skirts? Yeah. That's Flow- exactly flowers, what it was. Flowers and on was, her shirt? I was dating this like punk girl at the time when I started dating um, Baby Mama, and punk girl came up to me. She are was you, at the bar. Are same. you spelling that G R R R R R L? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Punk grill. Girl. Uh, she came up. She saw. She noticed. She was at the bar one time when Hippie came by, and she noticed and came over. And I hadn't talked to her about it. And she was like, "Really? For a hippie? You're leaving for a hippie?" And I was like, "Yeah." 
Oh, my Sorry, God. man. You're cool, punk girl. Well, punks don't like the hippies. Yeah, no. That's like the... Which is weird. It is weird. They're I both. was just watching a Rancid interview, and Lars Fredrickson was shitting on hippies. And I was like, for all the, like, unity and, like, they accept, like, skinheads and stuff. Yeah. I was like... Not that skinheads aren't racist. They don't like the racist skinheads. But yeah. I mean, like, they're accepting of all these different people. All these different background And punks, then, like, yeah. hippies. I think it's because hippies, when they were young, were, like, all burnouts. Now I think maybe we have a hippie re- renaissance. I don't you, know. You don't think it's the, the, like, the basic musical difference that, like, oh, I guess it could be. music fucking sucks, I think. Well, so I just I just talked to uh, I did Tim Armstrong the front man from Rancid's so- oh, okay. uh, XM show. He's not a hippie musician. He's not a hippie. No, he plays punk rock, punk. and and then he was talking about like liking some Fish songs. Really? Yeah, uh, I do like it was some. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Fish songs. Yeah. Well, it was more that he was like his whole life he was like I was just told that I would hate oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I think he heard it on the radio and he was like, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. None of it is. Nothing is like musically. Uh, I mean, bass. <laughs> God, come on, bass. So how did she know that you were leaving her for a hippie? Just because uh, you looked at her? Yeah, I think it was just obvious. Like we had probably stopped, you know, stopped spending so much time together, and then oh, and you were seeing the hippie and the punk at the same time. Yeah, bazing it. Based. They got based. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes every now and again you'd see a room full of people getting based. <laughs> <laughs> so then she was upset at you. Yeah, the riot girl was upset with you for leaving for a hippie. Yeah, uh, and obviously you like it raw. There's only one way, and it's raw. And then yeah. you also like your vegan set. and raw. <laughs> and then you like, uh, so you start sleeping with this person. Yeah. The um. Yep. Did that. It lasted for a while. Then it stopped. Then it went into that on again, off again. Then we re meet in New York. What? Yes. Cosmic. Years later, right? And uh, she was Wait, engaged. How? And then, where did you see her? Um, you were stepping in Austin. Stepping in Austin, and then you moved to New York. She moved away. She moved. You didn't know where. Didn't know because she's on. Maybe the, it was she's, New York. She's on the breeze. <laughs> maybe but someone maybe told New me York. it was New York. And then you moved but to New this York. This was my first comedy move. This was me being like, uh, "This is." I I took a class at the Hideout in Austin. I was like, "Improv." I know the Hideout. Let's do it. Right? Yeah. Pretty great. Love it, that it room. Only popped up last maybe year, two years. Yep. That I was there. See, then I show up and it's, like, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And the bay hits the road. <laughs> Hot on the trail. Every time there's a guy like you leaving a town, there's a, <laughs> a goof deep. like me. Like, <laughs> I heard that this is a fun place. Anybody see the bays? <laughs> <laughs> totally he late. left town. Uh, uh, go on. So, yeah, took took hideout classes, which is fun. That was my first foray into improv. And then yep. looked up where to go and that's when Chicago came up as a possibility for Ooh. the first time yep. or New York yep. uh, LA not so much because they didn't really they had Iowa West maybe but that's just the hour light and then oh fuck yeah <laughs> uh, and then made the move to New York <clears throat> Re- rekindled while she was getting out of an engagement where did you see her? Uh, your Facebooking and stuff? no that was before I think Facebook yeah right probably. yeah <clears throat> <My> probably <laughs> I think we MySpace. Did you? <laughs> no. Hi, so did you just run into her randomly? No. No. It was like, um, hey, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you had her number. Here I come. Yeah. You called her on the phone. Yeah, but we we did manage to, to stay apart, which, you know, because the on-again, off-again thing is so fucking sick, man. It's like, yeah, it's such an illness. Yeah. Um, Codependence. Yeah. Heavy codependence. Because I'm, really, I'm really thinking more and more about that, and I'm like, I really feel like. 
so much of what we think love is as, as a society it's just a sick codependent is just a grotesque yeah. codependent I it's infatuation too. and it's codependence and it's just like when people are like i need you i'm like that's unhealthy yeah, yeah. like love can't hurt you right how could it do you understand yeah it's love so if you're getting pain from it then you're it's doing something, something else. Yeah. It's something else. Then the love is mutated into into jealousy and yeah. grotesque uh, infatuation, and and, and uh, that person is representing something to you that you should be getting from yourself. Everything you can do with a girlfriend, you can do for yourself. You know Most definitely. Mean? And all the love you can get from a girlfriend, <laughs> you can get from yourself. And you should. And you shouldn't go to a relationship to get. You should go to give. And we're done. What do you think about? <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> we look. There's a college on fire. <laughs> What do you think, though, uh, in terms of, say, someone has reached that form of independence, is it possible to get into a relationship at that point and, and maintain that? I think so, absolutely. Yeah? You don't, you, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I suffered from it so badly with Baby Mama. Like, I remember times because in Because you were Austin, super independent? Codependent. Oh, you were codependent. Yeah, but in an independent way, in, in these phases of like, I remember a, a buddy from Maryland came to visit me for a while, two weeks. We had broken up. I had two weeks leading into this visit uh, to myself and was having a blast, you know, dating rockers, dating punkers, dating... Yeah, <laughs> just basing everywhere. Just basing all over the place. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, then, and then Chris got there. We had two weeks of, like, bro time where I got to show him a town that I really loved, and, yep. and it was so great. I dropped him off at the airport and then immediately started suffering from this panic attack of, like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen her in a month this is yeah. This is a tragedy. Like, and the codependence immediately slipped back into gear mm. the moment that I had. Like, do you think you were getting your needs met from the friendship? Like, the friendship was helping you. The friendship that was that was leaving, like my visiting friend. Like your visiting friend was there, and that's what helped you. Yeah. get those needs met from somebody else. For sure. You know, like for me, those feelings of codependence is like when it seems absurd to sleep alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that idea of like. You you don't even necessarily make me that happy, but like I just can't stand the thought. I used to think that's of being alone, yeah. And that's that's really where the dependent part comes in. It's like if you're like, I like that you're sleeping here, right? But I don't need you to sleep here. It's such a better place to be. Totally. And I also like like I, I'm not a crazy person. I love the people I'm with, and I want them around, and I miss them, and all those sorts of things. But like you gotta, I think you do have to get to that place where you're like, fuck that shit, fuck all of it. Yeah, you you are the base. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like you're in the woods and you have a knife and you have like a little pouch and you have all you need. Right. And it sure is great to find another wood girl and go around with her and and, and hunt and make berry soup and all that <laughs> shit and cuddle for warmth. But like you gotta remember that like. It's it's not because you'll you'll die without them. Yeah, and you don't want them to die without you. I think that's a that's a real feature of a relationship is to remind them that they don't need you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which which how do you do that lovingly? You know, I think that I do it often as a joke. I'm just like uh, someone will be like, "I love you so much and that I'm dating," and I'll be like, uh, "I love you too." You don't, but you know, you don't you don't need me. <laughs> just like say it. <laughs> Because that's where the codependence comes from. I was in a very negative codependent relationship where the girl really wanted, uh, would always hold it, she was an attractive girl, always hold it over my head that, she, that I could never get another girl like her. Right. 
So after she and I broke up, I went into a real uh, kind of man whore phase. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Because I wanted to prove to myself that I could. I don't think uh, my slutty phase was bad. I actually right. think I learned a type of self-love through it. There were some questionable moves, for sure. We've all based. Yeah. <laughs> We're only all bases. <laughs> I'm partially bases, and uh, but at, at the end of it, I did learn a, a powerful lesson of like, um, and it's not just about picking somebody up; it's about learning. Even though it is externally learning that you're worth something, to eventually transfer that external attention into being like, no, I, I have something of value. Mm-hmm. It did take external affection to kind of learn that in that way, but uh, now I, I kind of have that little light inside. That, that, that you can reference. And that I can reference and that and no one can power. take away sort yeah. of thing. What it, Tell me. Now, I've talked a lot. No, you haven't. Thank you, Bass. Have a sip, buddy. <laughs> Have a cold sip of the bass. Uh, <laughs> I still, I think I still like haven't really figured out when it comes to l- the relationships of being in love and, and trying to monitor that codependency because I do yeah. think that that's something that fluctuates and can mutate yeah. really easily. And um, it's fun, too. Yeah. It's fun to be like, I can't eat without you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also kind of in a weird fucked up way, fun to be like, hey, so how is work on set? Like, how is yeah. kissing that jealous. guy on jealous. set? That jealousy thing is a fucking Cause it's weird attention. one. Yeah. You get that attention. It's attention. And for dudes, I think, and I may be wrong, but for dudes that have a, a sort of low emotional IQ, it's a it's a way to be immediately like, it's a choice. Like, I am now angry yeah. and jealous yeah and that's a way that i can get away with banging on stuff i yeah. can like we can have an argument and i can take this cup and i can bang the cup down and you, you understand need to. yeah you need to for yeah. some reason there's a need to yell or or, or lose it in some yeah. way if you're not getting it out in other ways right yes like more healthy ways of- but i mean we all do it i mean i've had sex where i'm like this is aggressive sex i'm not talking about like what we're doing necessarily yeah but even the most white bread couple yeah can have that sex where maybe you're not looking at each other you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean we're like throwing elbows oh, <laughs> throwing some bows but i think that that is a need and then the guy can make the choice to be like and give that girl that attention. And unfortunately, and I've been the person that gets that attention too. Yeah. And it's it's toxic. It's like this dirty totally. fuel that you can pour in your heart engine and it still runs. But it's so much better to just get love. Love is just like, love is actually realizing that the engine this whole time has been solar powered. Right. And you've just been pouring this, this acid into this it. It's been fucking it up. And then we need to give it some time to clean. Yeah, and it could run clean. It and it'll run, run on it. wind, and it'll run on air, and it'll run on the sun. Yeah. Because, man, it's your eternal birthright, man. It's our yeah, natural yeah. state. Just Space return. runs on pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you took that a different place. <laughs> I certainly did, yeah. So, okay. so you felt codependent with Hippie Girl? Uh, yeah, felt codependent, and uh, then New York, New York happened. She was engaged. We came back together uh, at the end of her engagement, and that happened, man. Baby. Little, little overlap there? Little overlap. A lot of overlap. With the engagement, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I think we all understand what you're saying. And, uh, and then Lula was born, man, St. Vincent's Hospital. Biz. And I got a job at the Apple Store right away because I didn't know what the fuck to do. Did you really? Yeah, man. 14th Street. 
Worked there for two I know years. That one. God, I hated that place. I didn't hate the people. The people are amazing. There were other improvisers there. Yeah, James Eason. Yeah, yep. That's who I used to go in, and he Hell would yeah. he would hook me up. Not, James is the best. There aren't that many ways to be hooked up at the Apple Store. Not really. It's pretty ri- rigorous. Yeah. Rigid. It's all like everyone is monitored, man. Like yeah. you've got cameras all over your ass. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like as cool as the technology is, what do you do? You're gonna steal something, and then you got to go back and steal another thing, like the same thing six months later. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of keep it that constantly. That is funny. <laughs> you're you're going to steal from the store. You gotta, you're committing to steal. To stealing every three months. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thief that needs to have the newest, <laughs> yeah. the newest iPhone. Well, that was right by Comics. That was, yeah. That was across Ninth Avenue from yeah. Comics. Uh, cool part of town. Speaking of like weird parts of town. MPD. That like... Meatpacking. Yeah, meatpacking that totally turned over five years. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I almost watched it happen. That Apple store opened on yeah. the corner. Yeah. And everything just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. Says. So, Lulu, Lula? Lula. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm Don't do it again. Anybody. No, it's okay. <laughs> the base lets you do it twice. The base does not let you do it three times. <laughs> the base hates threes, dude. <laughs> That's the base rule of the base, threes. The base rule of threes. So you, when she got uh, pregnant, yeah. how long had you been together? I guess. Well, you'd been off and on for a while. Yeah, off and on, and it was just, it, been, it could be counted as an on, but a very brief on. Was the hippie in her, was she on birth control? I'm sure people ask nope. you that a lot. No bag? No bag. Come inside? To swag, yeah. You just blew Probably. it inside? Yeah, for sure. I blew it somewhere. I blew it around there and inside. Probably on top, too. I mean, the bass blows when the bass blows, man. <laughs> I can't tell you which way the bass blows. <laughs> it's up to the bass. <laughs> I can't answer questions about the bass. You gotta ask the bass. <laughs> you are the bass! <laughs> but the bass inside. I, I, I don't mean to be obvious, but everybody has birth control concerns, and then they, alright, so yeah. it, it's mildly comforting that at least it was just all natural. Yeah. All Did you natural. consider having a hippie wedding? No, I didn't. Nope. The bass! <laughs> the bass! Yeah. We had a bass wedding, which is just like, take off. <laughs> Get out of town. No, we didn't. Uh, the yeah, we knew it was it was pretty pretty not working in terms of getting along. Yeah, as people, because we'd had a history of not getting along. So uh, the choice was hers. She decided to do it and um, keep it. You mean keep it, yeah. which is great yeah. and thankful every day. Gratitude, and then cafe, uh, cafe gratitude. <laughs> I'll have the I am base. <laughs> That's just everything on the menu. Do you want to hear the question of the day? Where is Bayes? <laughs> Very <laughs> just nice. looking around. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so she had Lou, and then they split. I was doing my best working at the Apple Store and doing shows at the Magnet Theater as much as possible, um, which was my improv mm-hmm. home, essentially. Mm-hmm. And couldn't really do it you know like supporting two and a half people was pretty ridiculous in new york yeah so they eventually split since we weren't together and moved back to texas and then maybe six seven months later i got some work out here excuse me and then moved out and then moved them out yeah oh and now they're out here too yeah oh they're 10 minutes away dude. they're in silver lake it's the best that's where i live yeah i live in los Feliz. You do? Yeah. I'm in Highland Park. Base. What do you think about it? So, I mean, like, I drive past your wife, then I'm to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on the way. <laughs> you drive past all my wives. And then <laughs> <laughs> all the different bases. <laughs> uh, so, you flying them out, yeah. you 
obviously wanted to be near your daughter. That For was sure. the idea. And your wife, uh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, get, I get one more. I can make the okay. wife mistake one more time, but yeah. not three. Not three. Uh, your baby mama, she was able to move out here? She Like doing what she does? Yeah, she was in Austin and she was uh, figuring her stuff out. She In New York, she was a, a really uh, renowned fine artist. She was a sculptor for oh. Jeff Koons and did great work. Is that it? Jeff Koons? Or is that another Koons that I'm thinking about? K-O-O-N-Z. N-Z. Like a really well-known artist, Really right? big guy, yeah. Yeah. And oh, thanks, Aristotle. Yeah, stop, stop, uh, stop, uh, stop, stop or not. This is it's the stop. Faze <laughs> loves the stop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she had, so she had a really great job. The environment itself was pretty toxic, which so she had to leave when oh, okay. she was pregnant uh-huh. uh, because of fumes and shit like that. Mm. And living in Texas didn't get back in that business, so she was kind of up for Whatever. a change of scenery. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now? And now she's here, and she's a soccer mom. And you guys get along? Kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's tough, man. Everything's tough. Relationships are tough. <laughs> the base is tough. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It's hard. It's hard. You're, but you're a real man. Yeah. It's okay. We're fine. Everything's fine. Lula is the most important center of everything that I've ever done everything like the reason any of this is happening for me anyway and that making the moves that I've made professionally oh it it was a little fire under your butt all of it yeah otherwise dude I would have been so happy to do shows at the magnet and teach classes and just be an improv coach probably for another 10 or 15 years before I just be like well it's my suicide time <laughs> the bays, the bays clock rings. Oh, dude! I no. swear, God, if you have me saying the bays now, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm gonna lose all my friends. Well, everybody on this podcast <laughs> is going to call you the bays. <laughs> but I mean, that's good. I mean, we. I, one of the things, not that. I just I, I want more and more people to learn about how, how talented you are and how great yeah, you are. Thanks. You were Wolverine. I mean, yeah. people know that, and you were so thanks funny. For that. And I would like to say, for the record, that like all that stuff. I think tubes was improvised. Mm. I think the script was glass, metal. Maybe it was tubes. I the, don't know. The, the way that like you did it. The actual material. But when you said, what is a motorcycle was, made of? Right. I, I just started thinking like <laughs> shapes. So I wanted to say like circles and triangles. And we might actually have a take of, yeah. of that. But Tubes. Uh, tubes. Tubes worked. <laughs> and glass. And glass. <laughs> Tubes. That was so much fun. Dude. It was so much improv, though. Even if the words were in the script, I don't know if they were. Yeah. But you did so much. You brought so much to that, and that thanks. that I think that's our most popular one. Well, they're also great. Yeah, thanks. I mean, they're all. I wrote that sketch awesome. ten years ago. Really? Yeah. God damn. But uh, the version of it from ten years ago was real bad. Totally different. You well, know how- comics based ten years ago. What's that? It's all comics based ten years ago. Now it's kind of well, what yeah, we did it's it. it's become its own thing. But yeah. like, also, I just didn't know how to write a sketch, which is weird because I didn't know that I didn't know how to. write <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, everyone thinks they can. Any stand-up thinks they can probably write a sketch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I would advise really transcribing some great sketches and realizing what they all do, yeah. which is like resolve and have a the funniest and, part and heighten yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It was just garbage. And then you have a production standpoint, like the original one that I wrote had Beast come in and Iceman comes in because I didn't know how to end it. Yeah. So all these things come in and like 
zap and it ends with some weird esoteric reference to the comic book that isn't a good laugh to end on (laughs) so like i learned so much about production doing the show where i was like now when i write something i'm like you know i try not to be too limited but i'm like we can't have nine locations yeah like we, Iceman can't come in and freeze you. That's not yeah. funny enough to justify the twenty thousand dollars <laughs> CGI for the CGI. Just so based. Well, I was, so then what happened with ladies? You you have your daughter's mother. Yeah, have daughter mama. Um, and now the bays got married. And then the bays got married to a makeup <laughs> artist. <laughs> yeah, and that's the chapter we call bays got married. The Bays got married to a, a wonderful lady, a makeup artist in, in Nova Scotia uh, that we met on set. In um, Nova Scotia? Yeah. You couldn't be more Bays. <laughs> yeah. It's a Nova Scotia story. Um, Why were you in Nova Scotia? <clears throat> I was shooting a film called Roller Town, which is a funny movie that's on Netflix, I think, by a group called Picnic Face. Awesome, funny, talented people. And Mallory was the, uh, the makeup artist. Uh-huh. <coughs> so she got in close to the base face. Yeah, she got close to base face, base's eyes, and uh, <laughs> once you're there, once you're there, man, you can't escape. Yeah. So yeah, and we fell in love, and then uh, did long distance for a long time. She was in Canada, I was here, and uh, and then one of the trips in, she got fucked with at the border, and they turned what was supposed to be a long trial period. Uh, like visit like a, your your standard visitors visa or whatever yeah. the fuck mm-hmm. which is six months i believe and it was supposed to be that they stamped her at the border for a 10-day visit and they were like you got to come back and so there was our plan kind of up in smoke and uh she was really really bummed. shitty yeah so bummed about it and so sad and i was like well this is horrible for for her uh, she was bringing her gear, so because we were seeing if professionally we could get her into college humor or do whatever and right. see if we could work it out. And so we decided to do it. Get married. Yeah. So it was like the movie Green Card. Yeah, Thomas and Andre were actually our uh, our witnesses. Man. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to the courthouse in L.A. and just So did she it. could stay. One afternoon, yeah. Real bay style. Real bay style. And then <laughs> all the way to go, man. <clears throat> Only one so, did you discuss it? Were you like, we're doing this, but I mean, wink, wink? I'm not good. I'm not good with words or facts or emotions or any of it, man. I know. It's so dumb. Like, Wait, so you no, just said, I let's like, just get married? Yeah, as and she never was like, love. as a ruse? You were like, well, no, man, Bay style. And no. <laughs> with surfboards on fire. Yeah. Uh, no, it was like, what do we do? We don't have many choices. I want you to stay. I don't think we can do this long distance thing again uh, or anymore. Right. Like it was either let's kill this thing, which you don't rationally or logically do. You try everything you can first. And this was like one of the things that we were going to try. And what what would have been easier is probably being like, all right, here's our business deal. We're going to stay. You, you know, You want to stay here. Let's get married, have a very logical approach to this relationship, and then be in love kind of secondarily. But you don't do that. You can't do that. Because you're so, in love and you're the base. Right. Because when the base is in love, man. So, so you kind of a little bit compulsive. Uh, uh, compul- uh, Codependently? Compulsively. No, what is the word? Uh, quickly. Like you just, yes. Without very much. too much thought. Very quick. Got married. Totally. Without any sort of like, this is just pretensies. Yeah. No. Nobody said pretensies at all. 
Everybody was like, yes, handshakes, handshakes, <laughs> pictures, pictures, pictures. <laughs> There's pictures, honeymoon? Uh, no, no honeymoon. Just like. And then what happened? Very technical, like technical yeah. base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then what happened? Then we managed to like stay together for a few months. My mom was here from Greece, so, so we had basically mother-in-law in the house too which made made it very difficult on the base and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, a lot of quiet fucking for the base <laughs> well you don't want to wake up your wife <laughs> yeah. hit it hit it <laughs> oh gross i loved it um and then and then that was it man it lasted like you know sadly three months four months and then it was just like i i was losing touch with everything like the codependent and she was really homesick too like this is the first time this poor girl's been away from right. home and you were long distance and now all of a sudden and now all of a sudden living together every day yeah every living day. together and, under, and married totally yeah which is another stress which even is though a, we didn't wear rings or anything but in like your that. brain you know exactly yep we had to go to like immigration lawyers together and all of a sudden i'm sitting in a lawyer's office whereas I, it was an afternoon i'd get high and like yeah skip rocks yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, now I'm in this lawyer's office talking about things and like nodding my head like I'm yeah. hearing shit. Well, it's, uh, look, I don't know how to make another analogy, but you see this box being built around you. Right. Right? Yeah, you absolutely. And, and, and those meetings are just another like clank, 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 clank. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, the base. And you, <laughs> this wall sure is getting high for the base. <laughs> you look to your right and there's just like a, a hooters and yeah. like... <laughs> and a, bur- yeah, yeah. a burning college, and you're like, it's calling to me. I'm amazed. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, well, you did. You you were like, teach. You wanted to keep teaching, but you have your daughter, and then totally. so a lot of like these responsibilities are being thrust upon you, right? And you are just a dude that just kind of you know not this literally, but wants a little Xbox and the beanbag chair, and yeah, just to kind of like not interfere with reality, man. Yeah, man. Take so, reality half half a step <laughs> farther away from me. Uh, yeah, and and plus I've got a whole bag of shit, man. Like we're talking about codependence, that's a huge thing. We're talking yeah. about jealousy, that's a huge thing. I'm right. dealing with things at this point in my life where it's like I want to overcome these so that yeah. I can be a good dad, yeah. so that I can be this dude that and a lot of people think the base is this dude already. Yeah. But it's not the case. Like it's yeah. always, you know, I'm always You're working on it. Yeah, it's in progress. Um and yeah. most importantly for Lula's sake to be Yeah. You know, solid dude. Yeah, and teacher that like most dudes aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're with makeup artist, yeah. Madeline, Marilyn, Marilai, Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> Has this whole thing been fake? <laughs> yeah, all of it. So I don't have a kid. <laughs> um, so you're with her. Tensions are building. She's mm. homesick. You're like losing afternoons to legal meetings. Sure. And freaking out a little bit, and you're having jealousy as well yeah. towards her. Yes, and she towards you. Jealousy is a thread, man. It's a common thread through everything, through every relationship, through every. I was cursed with a jealous heart. It's ruined every love I've ever known. Ha- are you- the frames. <laughs> That's the frames. I uh, really want Glenn Hansard to do the show. I'd love to talk to him about that. But like frames, what's going on there? With the jealousy, <laughs> yeah, you just got yeah, your psychotherapist. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Did you learn it? I find that jealousy can be learned from a relationship, and then you have to get rid of it. Uh, my In the anger 60s and stuff, learned. they used to have like workshops. They were like letting go of jealousy workshops. This is we're doing like all the free love stuff. Yeah, we're no like shit. let's 
it was like a pretty common thing. I think mine comes from a low self-esteem based on an overweight childhood and adolescence. Ooh, doughy bays. Yeah, dude, doughy, doughy bays. 260 at, at, with like a 5'11 frame. 260 at, for graduating high school. Senior year is 260. And uh, it was like that leading up. So it was always... Whoa! (laughs) I was always about 60 to 80 pounds heavier than... You know, your stand, what, what I should have been for my height and weight. And wow. Age, I yeah, guess. yeah, I understand. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was cool being like funny dude, but then, you know, you'd Wait, be so funny you, dude and then never get a kiss. Right. You know? So you're still, you've yet to own the fact that, that you're the That doesn't bays. go away, man. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I can joke about the bays and be yeah. like, hey, the bays can do it, but the bays is just a fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I understand. Yeah. That is, that is, and you don't feel like you deserve. Uh, the love and all that sort right. of stuff, and then and then if you do get a, an attractive woman, oh, God. especially when we're dealing with body image issues, if you're like getting someone that bays now uh, is you know would, capable, I'm picturing your girlfriend, and I yeah. wonder how correct I am. Yeah, you're still thinking that you don't deserve that, and and that you're gonna lose it totally, or even more specifically, that someone else deserves it more because right. you know because they're bays in their heart. Yeah, uh, which. Fuck. It's yeah, shitty. but I mean that—that that is the thing, man. The the thing, the best parts of ourselves, and we're ju- I, for me, it's not a physical thing with the bays. It's an essence thing, and I, I like your vibe and stuff. But like realizing that the way that people are seeing you, we don't let that define us. But it can be like a little bit of a searchlight going like, like a good relationship will do that too, or a yeah. good friendship will do that too. And I'll say something like, I just wish I was more uh, compassionate. Or right. I just wish I was more generous. Or I just wish I was more patient. Or whatever it is. And then you have that friend or, or, or lover that'll be like, what are you talking about? Remember that time you did this, this, and this? And you go like, oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah, you just need like a good steady stream of that. Yeah. And to start believing it, I guess. And that's, that's hard. Man. It is hard. Believing I'm not saying it. it's easy. Yeah, no, no. yeah. Uh, believing it is taking it into real deep consideration and being yeah. like, yeah. You know what you should do? I don't often. I don't think I often give advice. I'm gonna baze off. I'm gonna baze it off. Wait, what? <laughs> you want me to baze off right in front of you? You want me to baze off in front of you? <laughs> you want me to pop a baze? Would you? <laughs> uh, you gotta start um, telling yourself that you love yourself. Yeah, I think that's. I think that that could save you. Are you in therapy? Yes. I think that could accelerate things for me. Uh, and they've done clinical studies on all this sort of stuff. Looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you love you, you say, I love you, Pete, and I know you better than anyone ever will. Yeah. And I love you. And that's true. I really do love myself. I, I've seen every mistake. I've seen every sh- jealous. I've totally. seen every shallow thing I've ever done. I've seen every straight up wrong thing I've ever done. And I still, I still relate to the main character of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which you're right. It's abs- that's the most important thing because you've also felt the consequences of all those things. Right. And you felt yourself cover up the consequences of those things that's or right. try to eliminate things that you didn't want yeah. to see and shit like that. The only moments that I've had in front, like physically in front of a mirror, and there have been maybe three or four <clears throat> at different stages, adolescence, 20s, whatever. It's literally, now that I think about it, me looking at myself and being like, all right, man, you better fucking get something going. <laughs> like, look at your, you know, it's, it's just like, it's supposed to be a motivational yeah, thing, but yeah, it's yeah. really just like a what, 
God, I don't believe in you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And what a value, what valuable intel to see what you're what you're dealing with. And yeah. again, I don't mean to sound like a counselor. I certainly don't have it figured out. You're talking about you're talking to someone who, if I don't perform, I start having like uh, electric anxiety. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like an inability to sleep and all that sort of stuff. Totally. Uh, so we're in we're similar bases, okay? But I do think. Uh, telling you, flipping that. It's it sounds so new agey, and like, is the term frou frou inappropriate? I think it's not. I think it's like a Starbucks drink. Is that what you mean? Frou Pacino. <laughs> I know it sounds really frou frou Pacino. It's just like kind of like a fay Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like wearing dresses. Uh, okay, <laughs> nothing wrong with it. No judgment here. We are a friendly and safe show. Just figuring shit out. <laughs> Live. <laughs> uh, but the more specific you can be, like saying, I love how protective you are of Lula mm-hmm. and how you hold her hand. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But you telling yourself that. But then also just like really, you know, do it in the morning and do it at night. And this, maybe not for you, Biz, but maybe for someone listening, really being specific and being mm-hmm. like, I really love the way that you opened up on that podcast. I love what a generous heart you have that you shared your story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, that's good. It's real stuff. Yeah. Your subconscious does not know the difference between me saying that to you and you saying it to you over time. Right. Deal with it. I think you're true. I think you're true. I think that's true on the base. So what's happening with the wife now? Uh, We don't talk. We email. (laughs) (laughs) i know i know yeah wait so it it reached ahead yeah you started fighting oh yeah we haven't gotten to that one yeah yeah i forgot i skipped over that yeah 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 we got to a head and started fighting and then uh she had to go she had to go back (laughs) wait why yeah what why'd she have to go back i couldn't oh you were like you have to go yeah not yeah. move to another apartment. <laughs> no. Like, I thought about Go back to Canada. We considered it, but then I didn't know what that would mean and how weird that would be. And that actually would play perfectly into my codependent anxiety of just like, oh, mm-hmm. she's here and I'm here. and I'm, <laughs> I should be there. I should be in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we went. Just, I mean, just as like extreme as the measure was early on by getting married and doing all that stuff, so too was the extremeness yeah. of, of this, which was just like, okay, go back, let me figure this shit out, and then in the process, I fell in love again. Really? Yeah. The bays. The bays, man. <laughs> Punk, hippie, Canadian. <laughs> Punk, Mexican, hippie, Canadian, and now you have a Mexican girlfriend? <laughs> no, now she's from Santa Barbara. Okay. Yeah, so she's just like... How do you meet this one? Uh, on set. Baze, your heart know. is just like a just is like a hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's really the only way that I can actually identify um, myself to people, I've realized, is like um, when I'm on set as this guy that nobody knows that's like just more than anything overwhelmingly nice. I just want to yeah. ingratiate everyone yeah. and, and be nice and smiley. Uh, and the bass. And the bays. Smile like the bays. Uh, what I realized is the only way that I feel value and self-worth is when I identify the person that I like or I'm attracted to on set. And then not through my characteristics or like talking to them or joking with them directly, but through my work in front of that camera mm. and what, having them see me do a good job, hopefully, 
in front of the camera and then talking to them. It's the, it's the only way that I because can. Because that, what have we done? We've stepped out of 280, 260? Yeah. 260 One, pound base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you've stepped into, you've fully owned your reality. Yeah. And it's been proven to them that you are no longer that doughy kid. Yeah. And you're now George Basil, the actor. And then they see that. And then you're in the suspended reality, the, the air that you'd like to be in all the time. This, yep. The self-love one. You're like, I'm in front of the camera and the camera loves me and they love me. And you know what? George Basil loves George Basil in that moment. Fine I know on. that one. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect. And then it's almost like you've taken the elevator up to this magical floor and you know you're going to go back down. Yeah. But you're grabbing what you can while <laughs> you're up there to take down with you. Down with you. So. And, and, and we all do this. I'm, not, I'm saying that because I understand that. And then you go back into reality. And then that person, I'm putting words in your mouth, Nobody's might start to on. resemble, might start to be a reminder that you're not in the penthouse anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just that thing. You're the stone I got in, in the water at the beach, and it dried up by the time I got to the Changes colors. To the towel. Yeah. It, it goes color. back to, like, gray instead yeah. of being, like, glistening it, and I fucking purple. I used to purple. see my refle- reflection in that glistening yeah. purple. Now I have this gray rock. Yeah. And then you're like, I want to be that guy. She wants you to be that guy. But most importantly, you wish you were still that guy. Yeah. I know Set Pete. Set Pete's one of the best Pete's. <laughs> I love Set Pete. God. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. He has no fear. Yeah. He's not anxious. He's not afraid. And he loves himself. And he there's so much love for himself that he gets to act like it's not even a thought. It's just a foregone conclusion. Yep. Of course I love myself. And then you downplay it. And that's what you're talking about, just being nice. You don't walk around putting your cigarette out in cold cream. Right. You act like a really sweet guy. Like all those stories you hear about, oh, Brad Pitt was so nice. Tom, Tom Hanks is so nice. Right. Of course he is. His needs are met. He he's knows everyone. Exactly. He's right where he should be. Yep. If you meet an asshole that's doing exactly what he should be doing, he was misinformed. That's not what he's supposed to be doing. That's <laughs> yeah. a piece of shit, and he should probably be like a dictator yeah. or a murderer. Yeah. Um, so I understand, Baze. What do we do about that? Fuck. Fuck Baze. Now, I think what we do, and this is, again, it's not advice for you. It's just a good reminder to me and to people listening, is that we need to find a way the love that you got and that you get from being on set and that I'm saying I get as well, mm-hmm. we need to realize that, that there's an infinite source of love that's inside of ourselves, yeah. I think. And as new age as that sounds, I it can also right just on. be the gray matter of our brain. We can realize that we can provide that for ourselves. Yeah. But think, how do we do that? I don't, know. I don't know. I think you, I mean, this is a bumper sticker, random acts of kindness, practice random acts of kindness. Yeah. But I don't know what else is really going to like, stabilize or propel humanity besides right. something like that. And yeah. that's that's where that set love comes from. Like yes, we're filled with, you know, the We have a surplus. Right. And so we're giving it out. Right. And that's totally random, though it's in a specific environment. It's still fucking random, but you know, man. No, I understand. But it is that thing of being flush. Like, you're generous when you have $4,000 in your wallet. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, we have to make sure we're fine first before we're giving love out. Right. And then, but then that $4,000 becomes something that you lose in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying your current relationship. I'm just saying it seems to have happened to you, and I know it's happened to me. Yeah. I've met girls at shows or whatever and dated them for a long time. Yeah. And it's because when I'm built up and when I've been alone... And I've gotten in my rhythm 
and uh, I'm taking care of myself. Unstoppable. I, I'm, I'm working out. I'm getting yeah. sun. I'm eating properly. I'm seeing my friends. I'm watching <laughs> movies, good films, reading books. I have all this fucking dead time. And then you get so built up as a corporation that you think you can kind of merge with another one. Mm-hmm. And then when you merge with that other one, at first it's real easy. You know what I mean? Everybody's being very polite and sweet and it's easy. But you're so big, your shoulders are so broad, and your books are so impeccable. You have such a surplus of funds, and I mean love funds, yeah. that you're like, I can cover everything. Yeah. And then after a while, you you're look like, at the books. My books are yeah. fucking a mess. Your books are a mess. And then you see that person as the thing that, made, that yeah. fucked your books. Totally. And then you make the reasonable business decision. Well, what changed? And you have a meeting with the part in your brain <laughs> that goes like, well, everything went sideways when you brought in this other company. And you go like, oh, well, fuck. Well, let's fire that person. Yeah. Let's sever the tie and build up the bays again. Totally. The key that I don't know how to do is to build up our companies and not merge with another company in the sense that like, uh, they get everything inside of all of our books to the point where they can manip- – our books should be – our core and our center. Yeah. And we go like, this has nothing to do with you. You and can you access sh- this. You can access it and you can feel its warmth, but you right. can't change the numbers up or down. Right. When you tell me I'm handsome, I'm glad you think so. But fuck you. But fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Because that's how the books get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> because we go like, oh, look, handsome is up two points. <laughs> But then you're breaking up and she calls you ugly. Yeah. And then you, because you believed her when they went up, you down have to 10. take them down 10. Yeah. And then your books are fucked. Fuck that shit. Right, Damn. Donald? It's a good, a good episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can't fuck our books. So now you're emailing with that girl. Wait. You're emailing yeah. with the wife. With wife. And you're in love. And I'm in love. That's great. I know. The bays, man. I know. It's just... I bet you're... It's a force. For all the advice I've given, I bet I bet you're a fantastic boyfriend and like an exciting, exciting person. Yeah. It's uh, in progress. I mean, it's... Yeah. Trying. You're the bays. I know. Yeah, you're right. When you say that, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I didn't mean to take us on such a... Again, I'm talking to you, but I'm also Dude, talking to the listeners and I'm talking to myself. Of course. But I believe that you're the bays. Like, yeah. I loved you right away. I was like, this guy's the base. Someone, uh, I went to a movie last night with a few friends, and one of them had just had dinner with a couple other friends that we all shared. <laughs> a couple other bays. <laughs> she, had, she went to bays for dinner. <laughs> and uh, there were a few other bases there, and her bays waiter. <laughs> like a waiter, where, a restaurant where every waiter is the bays. <laughs> We've cloned the bays. A popular she, restaurant. She said, like, uh, oh, I just had dinner with such and such, and uh, goddamn, man, everybody just loves you. Like, yeah. Everyone just loves the bays. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's really nice. It's such a nice thing to hear. It's also inabsorbable. Is that a word? Yeah. Inabsorbable? I understand. You, you can't. Like you can't let it in. Not really, because all I'm doing is is just trying to be the nice, you know, uh, relatable and loving person that I can be. Again, for Lula first, yeah, and then for every other human, yeah. And uh, and it's gotten me in trouble. Like in in certain relationships, women have been like, you know, it's really hard to to know that I'm the only person that gets to see you when you're not awesome. Mm. 
like you can turn on awesome for the the cashier at Ralph's yeah. when we're in the middle of a fight. We're walking yeah. through Ralph's and I'm like, no, fuck you. I don't like milk. And then we get to the cashier and it's just like, hey, how's your day going? Everything yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the base. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like that's a very, very, very good anecdote. Is that a fucking, is that a personality? <laughs> it is a personality. You're reminding me of another relationship that I had. I already referenced it. Very attractive girl, sexy girl, very gregarious. Uh, and then we would be, I've had, it's the only person I've ever had like knock down, drag out fights with. Yeah. And we'd be at like the Grove, like that couple <laughs> fighting at the Grove. Not like the base. <laughs> no, I wish I had Harry Potter's cloak at that moment to just throw it over just to her. <laughs> and then take off. Just spin yeah, around. Really, put really the cloak any on. cloak would have worked if I didn't have to be an invisibility cloak. <laughs> I could have just thrown a tablecloth over her and escaped and ran, which is what self-loving Pete would do now. Yeah. When you, I was new to LA. When you're new in a city and you don't know many people, all bets off. Yeah. And you you, you didn't even drive there. Right. Talk about like limiting. Yeah. What I should have done was been like, my therapist said it so many times. He's like, my girlfriend's kooky. I'm going to bounce. Dr. Gary Penn I would always say that <laughs> because that's as simple as it was. Good but when you love yourself, if I had loved myself better in that moment, I would have been like, I don't like this and I'm going to go. The reason I brought her up, though, was that I remember having those screaming fights at the Grove and then her getting a coffee and being that person <sighs> that I fell for. Yeah. That was just in front of so a stranger. Nice for a stranger, and I, I'm afraid of the way that I can do that too. I'm still my father's son, yeah. And we had so many meals where every so tense, everything was so tense. My mom and dad were not getting along. Yeah. Then the waitress would come, and my dad would be so charming, right up, yeah, unbelievably charming, and you know sometimes like flirty. It was always like a little weird. Just not not too. He wasn't like, look at your cans. It wasn't like that. But like, he clearly threw it into the gear that won my mother. Right. And there and think it of is. Your mother watching. And I being do. Like, I get it now. Yeah. I get it now because I've I've been my mother now mm-hmm. in the relationship. Yeah. Seeing, oh, there's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's the charm. And you, you're. I'm glad you're saying that you've done that as well. But to be honest, Biz, I've done that too. Yeah. I like I said I've been on tense meals and killed it with the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you need it. You need it. Yeah. And maybe they'll give you a little bit of that love money back. And look, for all the self-love talk that I'm talking about, like one of the reasons I'm a good comedian is because I I need it so badly. Me too. So I've turned that dysfunction into like when you came An and were Wolverine, we've turned it into a superpower. I need you to tell the story that I was funny mm-hmm. and I need the video to be funny and I need the director and the crew to be funny. I get it that you fell for a makeup person. I need the makeup people to think I'm funny. I need everybody to fall in love with me. Totally. I get it. So I'm not Tony Robbinsing you. I'm talking to myself. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hearing it like that at all, man. Okay, I'm, good. I love it. It's, uh, it's always good to, to get helpful advice and, and also just to hear, I need to hear this stuff all the time. Yeah. Constant, constant, constant. Last night I did a a stand-up show and I went long. Is that a bad thing? It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because you piss people off. 
Well, not normally. Not norm- it's not normally a huge deal, but the show is a little bit overbooked. Okay. So I get off stage. I was supposed to do 15, and I probably did 25. That's long. Yeah. Uh, well, was I, it good? It was I, like, I did well. Yeah. yeah. So then I killed. Yeah. That's why, yeah. And I honestly, but I don't like going long. So I said, give me the light at 10. I want a five-minute light. That's a third of the set because I don't want to fuck up. You give me the light, that gives me enough time to finish the bit I'm in and to do one more and get out. Uh-huh. So I was taking it serious. I'm on stage, I'm waiting for the light, I'm waiting for the light, I don't see the light, I comes keep going. comes at 15. It didn't come at 15, it never came. Oh. So I wrap up when I think is about 15. I'm 10 minutes off. It's hard, you're thinking about so many things. Get off stage, everybody's fine with it. They're like, yeah, you went long, but it was great. And I was like, cool. Then there was this one comic who was like, uh, his time then got cut back. Sure. Okay, so they're like, well, we're running a little short. So he was the victim of... And now this other guy uh, was at the bar, like a big famous comedian was at the bar. He's going to go on too. So instead of 15, will you do 12? And he goes like, well, I was planning on doing more, but I guess that's fine. So I can tell he's already angry. Sure. And then he says to me, I think I was like, oh, I didn't realize I went long. And, And he was like... He said, like, well, there's a very easy-to-see light. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't see it. And he's like, well, you have some semblance of time. Isn't, that's what he said. <laughs> so I was like, and then all I said, this is me pushing back, as I yeah. said, apparently not. Because that's true. <laughs> that's, that's a baseline, dude. Is it? <laughs> that's as close as I get to, like, fuck you. Because yeah. normally I'm, like, because you know what? I was so close to saying, like, you're absolutely right. I'm really sorry. I should have known. And I should have, right. That is, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I, I was going to say, a cunt hair. Who's that? <laughs> I've been watching too much The Departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me for saying uh, those words. <laughs> Should we take that out? <laughs> nah, it's funny. Nah, yeah. I, I heard it in a movie. Base slips with cunt hair sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was this close to just wholeheartedly saying, like, I know how you feel and that sucks and I'm so sorry. I'm completely in the wrong. No excuse. Oh. I'm so but instead, it just became this ugly thing. So now this guy, everyone in the green room was like, it's fine, you killed, it's fine. There's this one grouchy guy, maybe rightly so, grouchy guy. Yeah. I had another show that night, and I did better at the second show because someone didn't like me. Because there was a challenge. Because, and I saw it as a universal challenge. Uh-huh. This guy and his criticism of me is just enough. Is just enough to get in this. I'm trying to purport that I have this clean, flowing, self love river. Just one guy spitting in it. Yep. And the whole thing went toxic. And the whole thing went like, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not a good person. Why? Because one guy said, I went long and I was thoughtless. And I tried to get over it, but then I went up and I had a really, 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 really good set. Really good set. Did that get you over it? And then the good set, did it get me over it? Felt a lot fucking better. I listened to hip-hop after sets. I listened to The National on the way to the set. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's what it is. Hip-hop is your celebration. I, it's so it's a bad cool down music. I get home and it's it's hard for me to like go to sleep. But like I always I always play uh, this one Eminem song that I love. Hell yeah, yeah. So anyway, I get it. Yeah, I don't know how we got there. It's a ripple. I mean, it can it can go either way, and uh, it's scary to think of the things that like drive us to do good work or better work. But you are the Bays, and the Bays yeah. on set that wants everyone to be happy and love him is why you killed Wolverine. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's why I, and it's why you killed that movie you were in. I'm sure I attribute I, you to why I killed 
Wolverine. What's that? I attribute you <laughs> to why I killed Wolverine. Well, thank you kindly. Thank you. Thank <laughs> well, you. It, was, it was good improvising. The people that want to play Thanks. and improvise yeah. will do better. Yeah, it was so much fun, man. Jesus, that was so much fun. It was great. And watching you and Tommy go at it was fucking hilarious. Well, that's what I'm talking about. God. Middle Ditch elevates everything. You you did. I'm not, I'm not just saying yeah. that. My Oren Brimmer, who directs and co-writes everything with me, you know, the staff also. Yeah. But like... He and I have always worked together, and we wrote those together. And um, we were like, that's how you elevate it. You made Wolverine an idiot. Yeah. In a way that we didn't write. Uh, yeah, but on Oren's uh, direction. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, he, he came was like, really be an idiot. He was just like, we, yeah, we kind of think that Wolverine's kind of dumb. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Done. Dude. But you played it like, re- like brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adamantium brain, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now you're in love, and I'm happy for you, Baze. Thanks, bud. And uh, again, not that you, not that you need that, um, but that's great. Yeah, keep great. keep on basing. You in love? Yeah, I am. It's so nice. That's great. Yeah. The way the way that I that I say uh, love is yeah is uh, I talk about this on stage. I'm like, when you're in love, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like, I'll talk to her, and I'll be like. Oh my God, we were just talking about pens and I just saw a pen. <laughs> like everything. Suddenly there's this yarn connecting everything. And you're just yeah. like, and you're the only two people that see it. Coincidence is out the window, man. They're it's gone. Just like, fucking... Everything means everything. Yeah. But it's weird, man. I do see real magic in love. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's sometimes just too much to explain. Like I can't really explain how something you're talking about. As simple as like the movies that Netflix recommend to you, like just yeah. where where's the random coming into your life, and then you're like, what are the fucking chances that it recommended Nacho Libre? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's not a new movie. We just had Nacho, <laughs> and sometimes it is bullshit like the pen, and and sometimes it's, it's just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, but the the more the more we talk about it, the more I'm trying to have that type of love where I'm like. You are a three-dimensional person. You are complete without me. Yeah. And I am complete without you. It sounds so unromantic to say. I don't think it does. I mean, it may sound unromantic to say, but I think that, like, visualizing it and and not taking away any of the connection that those two corporations would share. Yeah. yeah, That definitely makes it sound unromantic. Yeah, yeah. It definitely does, right? corporations, though. (laughs) But that's just a fucked up way of looking at a person as a conquest and then putting them in your life in that way. Yeah. Like a splinter. Fucking I love Splinter. God damn, man. Bates well, makes splinters. Greg Greg Barron has that great line where he's like, You'll have everything in your life figured out and someone will come along and fuck it up with their love. And I was like, if if we're so doing true, it yeah. that way, and I, I agree when you have a girlfriend, you might end up watching uh, you know, Downton Abbey yeah. a little bit more than you would have. So the, that but that change is welcome as a change, right? Right. For me it is. Yeah, me too. I that you want to keep your heart open to the thing. Yeah. Like um my girlfriend loves Beyonce and I've already told the story, Jesus. But then like I've just I'm not going to tell the story. I've just tried <laughs> to be like oh it is fun listening to like bassy pop music yeah. and just like and being silly and dancing. That's fine. As opposed to just being like I'm 35, I'm getting to that critical mass where I could become the curmudgeon guy. Yeah. That's like Tuesday is green day. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it just how I like it. And it's nice to have your shit fucked up a little bit, yeah. but not the essential stuff. Right. Not the not the Ark of the Covenant. Not the inside book stuff. Yeah, there you You're go. Right. 
I don't know. How do we do that, Bates? <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> let, me, let, let, let the Bates think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bates, uh, we always end by talking about God. Wow, we've hit two hours. We really, oh, get, we really got into it. Didn't feel like two hours, though, did it? No, man. That uh, flew me. by. See? It's starting to feel like two hours right I now. I don't though. have a concept of time. <laughs> Guy from the show. Garbage curmudgeon. <laughs> um, I do want to say I think you're a phenomenal talent, because I'll forget to say this. Likewise. Phenomenal talent. And I, I, I think big things for the base. I really do. That's so nice of you. Thank you. Huge film roles. I think you're ready. I think you're, you're the I mean, best, man. Ah, I, I love you. I believe you. I love you, too. Loved you right away. I was like, this is, this is George fucking... And by the way, no one calls him the Bays. <laughs> He's been playing along. years and years He's long, been improv with me. He's been yes-handing. I just don't want people... <laughs> we probably said it 150 <laughs> times. <laughs> you only said my name twice. You said George Bays on it and sounded yeah, weird to me. Yeah, like, Why did Pete say that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was to really drive the point home of, of self-love. But anyway, I think great things are out there for you, and, and whatever sweet, we have man. that's right for you that we're producing, you'll be there. You're the best. Uh, now, what does this all mean, Bays? Uh, I feel like we've talked about harder topics. <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of easy. Like, Let's lighten it up and get to the meaning of life. I'm just wondering what you feel about religion and, and God, or, or is there an energy? Is there a purpose? Is this meaningless molecules uh, arbitrarily amassing into shapes and consciousness, and, yeah. then, and then we die and it's over? Jeez, what a good question. <laughs> right? It's, it's a weird one. Uh, I don't think anything's meaningless. Boom. I don't think the meaninglessness <laughs> is a thing. <laughs> My God is meaninglessness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it all kind of comes back to what we were talking about loosely earlier about the, the, the kindness. And uh, if humans are like every other species on this planet then we probably shouldn't eat other species that's oh it goes back to, to our vig kind of we didn't talk about vig it's the only thing i wrote down you are a vig it's the kind it's kind of the closest thing that i have to a religion and i don't like talking about it ever at we all we talked about that at yeah. the all-nighter we were like you need to find ways to i'm finding as a new vegan somewhat new it's almost been a year yeah uh and i'm finding that one of the what things you have to do is find ways to not talk about very it. very much so because <laughs> i when do people Typically, find out a and b want to talk about it at a meal. Yeah, and that is the worst, yeah. absolute worst yep. time to start talking about right. your food because right. it's like you're eating it's a it, sacred thing, and you, and everyone's eating it, right? And so you're either attacking what someone is putting in their face, right, or you're you know exemplifying or like making yours holier than right, exactly. And it's it is holier than thou, and it's yeah. this time when we're at our most animalistic, where we're like hunched over things. Yeah. Don't take my thing, and and I've seen the most guilt I've ever seen when you're <laughs> when you're eating the triple salad. Give me three of these, <laughs> and they're eating the pig prime, face. Yes, exactly. Prime rib, uh, and everybody like starts to feel bad. Absolutely, and you're like, oh, this is how I lose friends. I'm totally, like, I don't want to lose friends. Yeah, it can be a, a really like uh, dividing thing that it. It's the opposite of what it should be because I think it's connected in not a spirituality. I don't really consider myself spiritual at all. Like, if anything, I would say I'm agnostic and I'd lean if in any if any direction towards like whatever Eastern. You know, I guess yeah, I guess I guess Buddhas, dude. (laughs) Buddha. I believe Buddhists are also agnostic. Are they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real like main deity, but they're they're about. That interconnectedness and presence and and meaningfulness. The yeah. reason why they don't uh, care too much about the afterlife is they uh, Buddha. The Buddha's answer to that was, <laughs> uh, "What concern is it of yours?" It's like it, 
it, you're here. It's not there. You're here. You're Be here right now. When you're yeah. talking about that, is you're thinking about that. But if you if you're really being here, then your fear of death dissipates. I think what what turns me off about the Buddha is the um, dairy consumption. <laughs> do they do they just chug milk and eat cheese? <laughs> Buddha cheese all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, no. I think it's that like very austere sort of that that commitment to quietness and internal like I understand the depth and stuff. like I'm a fucking knucklehead it's what's well, that, made me you know what that is that's the meal where they're ordering vegan and you're ordering a prime rib and I they're think, they're ordering the stillness and you're like but I can't be still but I can't yeah, but I, I love stillness <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I respect your stillness though <laughs> the bays likes your stillness <laughs> Uh, but the, yeah, I have no no actual religious ties. Yeah. I mean, I was raised Greek Orthodox, where you kiss literally kiss icons. Everyone kisses. Really? Yeah. You walk in, you cross, top, blah blah blah. You do that three times, and then you touch your heart, and you do all of that while you're kissing these icons surrounded in fresh flowers. Do they have? What? Weird, it's just all. I didn't know that. Yeah, the rituals of every of every religion are so fucking crazy. Not crazy. They're just. Totally different and interesting. Uh, so that didn't speak to you. Nothing has spoken to me. <laughs> the bays, the bays, not getting talked to. Uh, spirituality is interesting. You know, religion is is divisive in a way that you know pulls people apart and and cross and causes wars in my eyes a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have too much time for that shit, but. Uh, the connected nature of humans is really interesting. I think that if everyone got on some, and this is just me, like violently rambling, no, high please. shit. If everyone found whatever that frequency is that connects us and tapped into it at the same time, I think the next evolutionary pattern starts. Yeah, interesting. You know what I mean? I do know. Like, once violence is out of the equation, between human to human, between human and chicken, between human and cow, between human and any other thing, when you stop blowing out the light that is life in anything, and we all do that collectively, and then we internally look and we're like, okay, now what? What do we do with this consciousness? Where do we put it? Right. And we find whatever that place is, where it is that we put it, Yes. Then the next thing starts. Sucking egg. Right? I just had <laughs> I had another vegan on the show, but he was just doing it for health reasons. He was great. Really, really yeah. great. And I said, I think the next thing for you to start enjoying is that feeling of pure I freedom. don't fuck with animals. Yeah, man. It's a good feeling. Absolutely. And it changes the way I feel, the way I think. The way I sleep, even like everything is just kind of better. Or the way you shit, the way you the smell, way you the shit, way you yeah. fucking everything. Yeah. I, I, yeah. For me, it was secondary too. I was a vegetarian a long time. Yeah. But then uh, purely to lose that 260, to get yeah. rid of 260. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got rid of that. And then uh, it slowly started dawning on me that, like, holy shit, I'm animal free. This is pretty great. Yeah. And, you know. It's a good feeling. Yeah. With so many things to feel bad about. Yeah. It's nice to control one thing that you can be like, at least I'm not doing that. And I know I spent, you know, 35 years yeah. eating animals. Me too. I miss barbecue. I mean, I miss that taste. Oh, yeah, sure. Of yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good taste. Good flavor. Yeah, man. It's a good flavor. Bays love face. But like, so when, when I, I say that to say, <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not judging. How could I? Right. You know what I mean? Me too. But I will say that I uh, enjoy that feeling. And, I, and you're right. I feel like death is death. Mm-hmm. And things beget other things. That's such a biblical term. But it's like... Death brings death. That's why I was talking to you about going raw 
or, or eating more raw yeah. stuff. I was like, living life gives you life. Eating living things gives you life energy and all yeah. that sort of hippiness. I completely agree. I completely agree. Again, not to preach, it works for me, but I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, this shit is like a drug for me. Yeah. Like lettuce, something that like, you know, like a, a decent lettuce. It it's, bangs. It's, it's my fucking mm-hmm. jam. I can't believe it. And all you really need to do is reset a little bit. It, yeah. There'll be a detox and like a, and a, a reacclimation of what you crave. Absolutely. But I'm talking, I always go to the example of like, if I, if I have some wine and I'm getting uh, a little bit tipsy and I go home, I still want to eat like fucking butter lettuce with avocado. It's yeah. so good. To yeah. Make. It's totally reset. There's no feeling quite like, I grow a lot of food in my back. You do? A ton. The base! Huge edible garden, man. Oh God, that's huge. And I love it. And yeah. there is no feeling better than cutting off like a sweet pea off the vine yep and calling lula over and being like here yeah and she crunches into it and like her face change it's not yeah. from whole foods it's not yeah it's not only organic it's organic and alive yeah and she eats it and just watching her take it into her body right is just like i can't, I can't sun to plant plant to lula yeah fuck right there so good. That's. I mean, I'm trying to move right now, and the place that I would get has a little backyard. And my first thought is to raise a raised bed. Oh man, back there. I've got, got three raised beds. And really? All cranking out weed and food. <laughs> <laughs> base. I know. So base. So good. That's what I want to do, man. And that. And my girl is into that, and like she's going to help me do that. And just the and the and the intimacy of that. Yeah. Like you're talking about sharing food with your daughter. I completely get that. And then sharing your food, like preparing food together with your lover. Yeah. Also just tremendous. And I can't, I can't I'm looking forward to the feeling of gardening with someone you love. Yeah. I think that is just going to be really, really special. And it just feels, it feels right to return to the earth. But then that, like, what you said about blowing the light out in anything, you know, is just, I, I, I know there's some people listening that are like, well, we're killing these plants. I know. But I, I'm I'm killing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Probably. I'm killing it. Yeah. I, it's not. It wasn't killed in outside of San Francisco and driven over here and all that. I'm doing it. Right. I have the relationship with it. I'm growing it with love and care, and I'm doing all of it. I think there's. You can argue that. But anyway, uh, the idea of, of death just never being a good thing. And yeah. like killing animals, as I've said on stage, that would prefer to live. Yeah, <laughs> each they, and every We can one at least agree to that. Absolutely. And that you are would? scared to death of their death. Of course. They're scared when they see you with whatever it is that you're about to kill them right. with. Whether they understand what that object is right. or not, they know it is their demise. Well, that's the thing is that pig, pigs scream before they die. Like right. watch their friends die and they start fucking freaking out. And that's why they design slaughterhouses to be twisty and tr- turny so the animals yeah. – can't see what's coming. Don't know what's happening until the last minute. But you're still eating something that was filled with fear mm-hmm. and died in a terrible place with lots of other animals and lots of uh, blood of other animals and yeah. disease of other animals and eating shit food. And then you're eating the thing that was eating the shit food. I, but this is this is that stuff that everybody knows. Yeah, and that's what makes it so annoying. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, nobody wants to hear that. So we'll we'll wrap it up there. That's enough vegan talk for this episode. <laughs> I want to talk about it, but I mean, like, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, but 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 uh, up the rye. I think you'll love it. I think that's up your alley. Yeah. You already feel like a like a raw dude. 
Man, Bez you, you love, you, Bez loves it raw. He loves it raw. So the quick way to get to the God thing is is death. Is it over or is it just end? Uh, Do you think maybe something else? <clears throat> no, I don't think anything else. I think you you probably turn into like uh, little worms and shit and yeah. crawl your way out of there. Yeah, probably. Consciousness probably uh, ends if, if that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, th- I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't have any good. Nope. That's good it. Idea. Death being the end is a wonderful, invalid belief, and it's you know. Very rational. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I mean, like, I, I speaking of animals dying, I was like, where are the ghost cows? You know, we're, we're, we eat a million animals per hour in yeah. this country. So that's a lot of uh, things that were alive. Uh, but then you, you then you get into the idea that we are different, that we have souls and they don't. And then, but we came from, you know, chimpanzees and bonobs and all that sort of stuff. So, like, at some point a soul evolved or, or something happened. Consciousness. So, yeah. like, really... You get into a tricky thing. Either yeah. we're all being recycled somehow. That That's what I like about your thought about all of it being this one collective energy. Mm-hmm. It's not me and the cow, and I'm the thing that has dominion over the cow. It's life. Right. I have life. The cow has life. The grass has Valued life. identically. That's right. And yeah. it's all this thing. And we can either respect and move in harmony with that, or we can fuck it up. Right. And, and fuck it real hard yeah. in the bad way. <laughs> yeah. Not the bays not way. <laughs> 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 oh, bays, it was a good one, man. It was a good one, man. You Thank feel you good? So you feel good about it? Oh, dude. I loved it. I loved it, too. I love just coming and hanging. Yeah, me, too. I, this show has become a great excuse for me to just see the people that I want to see. Yeah. We did it. Uh, would you say keep it crispy? That's how we end. Yeah. Just me saying it? Yeah, you say it. Hell yeah. The bays says keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com.